This is Free Talk Live. How are you ladies doing tonight? Good, thanks. Yeah? This is Stephanie with you. I'm your host tonight. And I have here in the studio with me two other lovely ladies. We've got Antigone and Carla. Yes, and I'm so happy to be here with you ladies tonight. Uh, We have a lot of things to discuss. And uh, as somebody said, posting on Facebook, Free Talk Live is getting its monthly visit tonight. Isn't that right? (laughs) Here we are. Yeah, here we are. (laughs) We show up every month whether you like us or not. (laughs) Yeah. So so we are here doing uh, Free Talk Live or She Talk Live as it's sometimes called. And uh, we are taking your calls tonight. We're going to talk about whatever's on your mind. We have a couple of other things that we want to discuss as well. But if you would like to give us a call and lend us your thoughts, you can call us at 603-435-1105. That is 603-435-1105. Jump on the the, uh, studio cam, too, and uh, check us out as we do what we do. You can go to freetalklive.com, click on the cam, and... uh, chat away as you as you join us and listen to our lovely voices <laughs> so ladies um what are we up to tonight I, I i was just remarking uh as we drove to the studio that you know every time we come here it, it gets darker earlier and earlier and uh that kind of sparked a discussion about my least favorite uh thing about the fall and winter which is daylight savings time right yeah ew <laughs> it's you know it's just it seems so ridiculous it's it's like the government stealing an hour from your day exactly yeah i mean it's just it's hubris like the, that's the way i think of it i mean they they think of themselves as so important that they ought to be able to determine uh what time it is <laughs> and not the sun in the sky which never changes <laughs> right right yeah i mean it it's just sort of I guess it was started, you know, people claim that it was started because, what, the farms, it had something to do with the farms. Farming, yeah. And so the kids wouldn't be waiting for the school buses in the dark and have little, you know, predators going after them and stuff. But those both seem like really weak excuses. There was also another thing about um, conserving electricity, right? Yep. Um, But, I mean, just none of those hold water. Of course, there have been studies done and they don't really pan out. Um, I think it actually increases electric usage um, over time, which would totally make sense, right? Because it's yeah, because people dark are longer turning the lights <laughs> on. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean it's it's just so it's so ridiculous. And of course, there are some places that don't um, adhere to daylight savings time, like Arizona. The whole state of Arizona doesn't participate in it, which I think is really cool. I I wish that. Um, I wish that New Hampshire didn't participate in it. Well, you know, maybe that's something we could look at um, changing. Yeah, you know? I hope so. I know we have uh, in New Hampshire, we have a lot of freedom, pro-freedom people who've been running for office. And um, I was talking to our porcupine realtor last night at a party, and he mentioned that he thinks we might get up to 12 free staters in in the House after the election. So maybe we should suggest to them, mm-hmm. you know, Turn back time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because this is, this is, I would really like, uh, if anyone knows of a way, please call us 603-435-1105. I would like to find a way that you could just decide to stop participating in this because I feel like, you know, um, I want to interact with the outside world. And if everybody else is changing their clocks back, even if I don't want to do it, if I want to be on time for anything, or if I want to, you know, meet someone at a certain time, I kind of 
have to get on that schedule myself, even though I would just like to not participate. I mean, I, I sometimes I joke that I'm on anarchist standard time and there was like this, <laughs> <laughs> there was this whole thing with the, um, NH underground forum a couple of years ago where, you know, they were saying like, okay, this is going to be the time. And, and it was like two, it was like two hours and seven minutes off from like the, <laughs> the time, the, like atomic clock time. But I mean, they really have a point, which is that like, Time is time. Imperial decree shouldn't change that. And all it does is end up creating all this confusion. And Right. And yeah. and didn't you say earlier that um, it actually causes more deaths? Because, yes, that's true. Um, yeah, you t- well, there have been studies that um, around daylight savings time, especially when the clocks are turned forward so people lose an hour of sleep, um, the there's a rise in emergency room visits for heart attacks and for car accidents because people are driving around tired and there are these, you know, some people speculate that there are these stress hormones that people have when they have to get up earlier and they're agitated about the time change. And so um, it can precipit- literally precipitate heart attacks and death. I wow. mean, that... It, it, uh, <laughs> Really? <laughs> really? You're going to change the time and cause people to die because what? Some antiquated notion of the farmers working in the fields or the kids waiting for the school bus in the dark? It doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, Antigone, what do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested in daylight savings time. Are you on uh, anarchist standard uh, time? Yes. <laughs> and also uh, with the Internet um, being what it is in my life. It doesn't really matter as long as I can communicate with someone like when we're physically meeting. Mm -hmm. I do what I want to do when I want to do it. Yeah. And because I live online. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter. I can do work at three o'clock in the morning. I don't need to drive to an office and be there at a certain time. I'm very lucky in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a definite factor, too, because I mean, that's basically why I feel I, I do have the more conventional kind of. Uh, work schedule. Right. Um, so that is why I feel pressured to adopt this artificial, uh, you know, daylight savings time or whatever. The other thing the is, thing, yeah. I mean, it's like words and why we have words. People might disagree with, you know, how, how people use words, but it, it's communication. It's, yeah. It's, words so have meaning. If you, yeah, I say it often, words have meaning for a reason. <laughs> so if, if we're meeting at 6 p.m., it's so much easier for me to just say 6 p.m. than it is for me to try to describe it to you in some other way mm-hmm. to say, well, I'm on anarchist standard time. So <laughs> 6 p.m. minus 3.4, da, 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 you know, it, it, it would just take a really when long time. When the sun to is at 15 degrees <laughs> of angle in the sky. As the black crow flies over the sun. <laughs> we should start describing times like that. Oh, that would actually be really fun. I mean, no one would get anywhere and we'd probably grind the world to a halt, but sure. Uh, Free Talk Live doesn't start at 7 p.m. It's starts uh when we say it starts <laughs> yeah. when when the really loud music starts indeed yeah <clears throat> yeah so speaking of time um i don't know if anyone has any more thoughts on this please call us 603-435-1105 that is 603-435-1105 and you can also go to freetalklive.com to hear us live click on the studio cam uh, also, Liberty Radio Network, LRN.FM, has the same cam feed. Uh, but, yeah, speaking of time, um, all three of us are either in the process of reading or have finished a book uh, called Real-Time Relationships. Isn't that right? Nice segue. <laughs> it was a stretch, I have to say. I do like the puns, but this was, yeah, it's pretty bad. I can't really claim credit for it. <laughs> so, um, Real-Time Relationships is a freely available book. Uh, by Stefan Molyneux, who is a philosopher, and he uh, 
He has a lot of different resources on, available online about philosophy and his writings and so forth and his podcast, which the man has done over 1,600 podcasts. Wow. I mean, that's a that's a feat. That's a brute strength, really. <laughs> so, I mean, he has a, a lot of cool stuff to say. I know, like, uh, not all of us agree completely, 100% with anything, but it's, you know, it's like anybody, right? You're not going to agree with anyone 100% of the time. Um, but, you know, we were reading this book and we were discussing it, all three of us together. Uh, we hang out a lot in the Upper Valley, right? <laughs> in Free Grafton and beyond. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we were discussing this book and we had some thoughts on it. Um, and why don't you maybe for the listeners just sort of summarize the gist of the book? Because clearly uh-huh. I'm the one who hasn't <laughs> finished it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Antigone has finished it. So do you want to give a summary, Antigone? Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> um, You're welcome. <laughs> um Okay. Uh, he discusses basic. My view of it is that. By the uh, way, you only have one minute. <laughs> okay, great. So he discusses how like people lie to themselves um, and to each other, and how people don't have really honest lives with integrity or honest relationships with other people mm-hmm. um, because of these lies that they tell themselves. And uh, focuses a lot on religion and the state as you know two things that don't really exist and are just myths that we use to cope. Uh, we meaning humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of us are on board with that, you know, the religion stuff and the state stuff, but we can continue this discussion when we return. We will be back with more. We've got She Talk Live. Call us at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. Give us your thoughts. This is She Talk Live. This is She Talk Live. Free Talk Live getting its monthly visit once again. We are here in the studio. <laughs> I really should stop saying that. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is Stephanie with you. And Antigone. And Carla. Yes. And we thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we're very happy to be here, giggling and gabbing as usual. <laughs> And if you would like to call us and give us your thoughts, you can call us at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. And hey, everybody, go to english.freetalklive.com. If you would like to make 20 to $30 an hour all online from your home, you'll be conducting English conversations on Skype with folks from other countries like Japan, for example. So get this. They'll pay you handsomely to keep up their already learned English. Let's say Keiko from Japan knows that if she doesn't use it, she'll lose it. She needs you for your natural English-speaking gift. So get the ebook and discover how to find these passionate people who will pay you to talk to you on Skype. Check out english.freetalklive.com and start your own online English conversation business. That's english.freetalklive.com. You will love yourself for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, okay. (laughs) Well, talking about self-love. Yeah, talking about... Were we talking about self love? <laughs> that sounds dirty, Carla. <laughs> no, we actually were. We were talking about relationships. Um, for those of you who missed the last segment, segment we were um, discussing a book that uh, all three of us ladies are either in the process of reading right now or have already finished reading. And it's called Real Time Relationships by Stefan Molyneux. And the book is uh, Antigone was summarizing it right before the break. Uh, isn't that right, Antigone? And you were saying that um, it's about relationships and how people lie to themselves and to others to avoid, you know, basically they are evading reality 
and not dealing with these uh, these contradictions of uh, the state, religion, their the nature of their relationships, especially with their families and with their loved ones. And uh, I don't know, did you, did you have anything more to add, Antigone, before the break? You got a little cut off there about the book and about what it's uh, what it's talking about. I don't necessarily agree with everything he says in the book, but I have found that since I completed reading it and have been talking with yourself and other people that are reading it, uh, I've gotten into very interesting conversations. Yeah. And I was also very close to just putting down the book after the first 50 or 60 pages or so Mm -hmm. um, since I found uh, very stereotypical gender roles in there and just a lot of stuff that I really did not like. Yeah. See that okay that was one of the things I really wanted to get into. I'm glad you brought that up because um I've been really enjoying the book as I said, but probably my biggest beef with it so far is that it seems that you know in the book he gives these examples of um sort of pathological behavior I guess in relationships and you know he'll he'll say things like uh you know he'll talk about a woman who nags her, her husband. husband or um I never do that. <laughs> He'll talk about a woman who uses sex to manipulate or uh, relationships that start off and the woman's having a lot of sex. And he says, that's, you know, uh, it sounds like he's that's saying because that's because she has low self-esteem and yes. thinks she has no other value because it's not like women can enjoy sex. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. It's just a power thing over men. Yeah. That's at least that's the impression that it seemed. That's the vibe, the impression that I got when I was reading it. And I mean, I, I kind of take issue with that. Like. There are some women, yeah, like who just enjoy sex. You know, it doesn't have to be unhealthy or they have low self-esteem. No way. In fact, quite the opposite in some cases, you know. But I think also legitimately, though, that was just, you know, it was a specific example. I think the bigger issue with with I believe what Antigone's point was mm-hmm. is that um all the examples at, at the start of the book, and I, I believe it sort of changes somewhere along better. the line. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's just sort of, you know, it's the quintessential nagging wife and it's yeah. the, the um, insecure woman, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but the, the male examples are sort of more... Um, I think there are more female examples of bad behavior Heavier. than there are male examples. Yes. I did you feel that way? Yeah, yeah, that did strike me. I mean, it's just very obvious that he's writing to males. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and, should I just not read this book then? No, and I think he does to some extent try and balance it. But I think, you know, the examples, I think they just annoyed us because they... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it gets better. It changes. It's very obvious, like... At, at the point that it changes, the which book. is just very strange, too. So is this uh-huh. like, it, it's it's like... Yeah, you said later on in the book that... that there up- were positive, you know, female examples and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, you know, when he's talking to you, and then it quickly changes to her or she, mm-hmm. um, rather than the, you know, first half of the book, it, you is, you know, your girlfriend, not your girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. Um, you know, so men and lesbians. Yeah. But like, it's you and your girlfriend, you know, it's the women that you choose in your life, you uh-huh. know, things like that. And and at the end of the book, it's not like that. So um, I don't know about what personally was happening with him, but that's just kind of odd, you know, because mm-hmm. the book is not supposed to be about him. I mean, it's obviously very personal, though, too, because yeah. he talks a lot about his mother. Yeah, and he talks yeah. about his relationship with his wife. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it certainly is is personal. Yeah. I wonder if he like changed in, in writing the book. That, you know, yeah, is a good question. Too. Stefan, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> you can call us at 603-435-1105.
right? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in fairness, like there are a lot of people who say, uh, including there is one person I'm thinking of in particular who recommended this book to me, who said like, okay, I read about 50 pages of this book and I shut it. And I Mm -hmm. told myself that I wasn't interested in it or it was boring or whatever. But really, I just couldn't handle it. I was not ready emotionally to handle what was in in there because I knew that it would... I knew that the relationship that I was in would be over once I once I read this and thought about this stuff. Wow. Right? So um, Antigone, being the one who has completed the book, uh, <laughs> what, what was sort of the gist or the general takeaway? Why did, what did you find valuable about it? Um, yeah, I like to talk about the good things about it, too, because there are a lot of them. So. Right. And yeah. once you get past the really strange beginning. Um, <laughs> so he talks in the book about um, well, he uses the word virtue. And really, like, if something happens between you and another person, um, why did you choose this person in your life? People don't become, you know, uh, they don't, I mean, we change and grow, but a good person's a good person, you know, at their core. Um, and there are a lot of people who try to change people in relationships, right? Like, he well, that's, the example. that's romantic relationships. Uh, well, yeah. but then also, I mean, he talks a lot about parents. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, on Free Talk Live, we've talked about how, you know, people that moved to New Hampshire or people that, you know, uh, realize that, you know, the non-aggression principle is the way to live your life and want to live more lives and things have a lot of issues mm-hmm. with um, maybe different family members who think, you know, you're joining a cult, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't want violence in my life, so I'm crazy. <laughs> Whatever, dude. But yeah, in the book, <laughs> we're he, crazy. he has an example of a conversation with someone's mother and he talks about the dread that you feel when you see her name on the caller ID and, mm-hmm. and the conversation, you have pleasantries at the beginning. And then she talks to you about stories about people that you don't know, like your third cousin on your father's side, you know, <laughs> and yeah. I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> and then you try to talk to her about ideas or something. And it's just like, oh, yeah, well, whatever. It was nice talking to you, sweetie. And, and things yeah. like that. And you wonder why she keeps calling you, because obviously, like, if it's as bad for her as it is for you, then why? Why would she keep doing it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will return with more on the subject and more of uh, more of us. It's Lady Talk Live or She Talk Live. Call us at 603-435-1105. This is She Talk Live. This is She Talk Live, (laughs) otherwise known as Free Talk Live. You can hear us by going to the website, freetalklive.com. This is the Sunday internet-only edition with your hosts, Stephanie and Antigone and Carla. Indeed. And thank you for joining us. We are so glad that you're here uh, on the show with us tonight. You can give us a call if there's anything on your mind, if you want to discuss with us. Uh, So far, we've been talking about... Uh, wide-ranging topics from Daylight Savings Day to relationships. So give us a call at 603-435-1105. That is 603-435-1105. Especially if your name is Stefan Molyneux. <laughs> someone in the chat room is uh, I aming him to call in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, you would certainly be welcome to do so because we're actually talking about his book, Real-Time Relationships. And uh, before the break, we discussed uh, a couple things that we liked about it, a couple things that we didn't like so much. But um, we wanted to talk more about the things that we did like. And I thought there was a lot of great stuff in that book. I mean, I'm really glad that uh, I've been enjoying it so far. And I'm glad that I uh, that it was recommended to me by a friend. 
Um, so what are some of the things that you ladies uh, liked about it, enjoyed? Um, you know, I, one thing that I really liked, I'll, I'll step in first because I, I put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, the one thing I really liked is, um, is the stuff about like you own your own feelings. You know, that's a really important concept, I think, because it applies to a lot of different things, you know, like you, no one can make you feel a certain way. Like nobody else has control over your own feelings. You own your feelings and like you decide how you feel and like you can experience those feelings. That's totally fine. It's okay to experience it and like let yourself feel emotions, but you own control over them. And realizing that is um, a very empowering thing, right? Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. I mean, and I think that's something that does tend to come over time and with maturity and sort of the more one experiences life, mm-hmm. you, you start to realize that. But, you know, yeah. we could do the Captain Crunch kind of, maybe that's the wrong superhero. Who knows? But <laughs> it's um, <just> cereal. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. But, you know, <laughs> all right, I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> no, but quiet. this sort of, you know, you own your own destiny. Um idea so it's uh, i guess what i'm trying to say is that yes you own your own feelings and so if you're sad you can make a decision or you can you know use tools within your toolbox Mm -hmm. to try and control those things and to process them and then to decide okay well i felt sad for this reason and now i'm going to deal with it do something about it yeah yeah it's so often that you hear people say oh he made me feel this way well no he didn't make you feel this way and by saying he made me feel this way you're not taking responsibility for how you feel you're you're evading how you feel like you're denying how you feel and then i mean when you deny a feeling like that it's going to come up later because you haven't dealt with it and you haven't experienced it so well um, and also that could be toxic within a relationship because that means you're not um dealing with someone as a full whole dealing with a full whole you're not two halves that come together that somehow make a whole yeah you're two that's, beings that's one thing in a romantic relationship where you know you you break up and some people take too long to do that and whatever and mm-hmm. and really you know if you're complaining a lot about a romantic partner and whatever you chose this person so why are you choosing someone that you know you don't find valuable that you know oh this person's lazy this person's this this i can't trust this person blah blah blah. you chose this person so don't you sh- you know you should break up with this person and criticize yourself because there's something that made you choose someone where, you know, that wouldn't work. But then mm-hmm. when things get more complicated is, you know, things like uh, parenting, which Stefan brings up. And, you know, mm-hmm. my father's a good person because he is that individual that is my father. But family is father. Yeah, yeah. Family isn't inherently valuable. Virtuous, and yeah. I think that's that's an idea that a lot of people are going to have issues yeah. with because you don't grow up that way. But right. You know, you, you, blood is thicker than water, right? Your taught family is so important, right? Yeah, right. Because it's family, right? Yeah. And that, that that doesn't mean anything. That's just a category, you know. So, uh, a state trooper knows better, knows how I should drive better than I do, you know. Uh, a priest knows, you know, uh, more about morality than I do. I mean, it's that same mentality, and it starts with that. Oh, because they're vested with this authority, so therefore, you know, supposedly they they know better right. than you how to do, you know. Control your life. Yeah. So uh, uh, we we have a mutual friend who the other day was saying uh, how if uh, he were to have children, he would not name, uh, he would not uh, teach his child uh, mommy or daddy at all. Right. He would just be yeah. his name. And at first, at first that that sounded you know kind of off to me, but the uh-huh. more I thought about it, that totally makes sense because yeah. now I'm an adult, and when I talk to uh, my parents, you know, 
if with me saying mommy and daddy or I mean, I'm Portuguese, I, I wouldn't say that. Um, but <laughs> with me calling them my names for them, um, you know, th- that that gives them that power over me. Yeah. You know, th- that they're above me somehow. But yeah. n- not now. We are equals now. We are individuals. And, you know, we're on the same level. But but there is a but there are different e- issues with parenting. I mean, it is different when you're an adult and you're dealing with your parents than a role where it's a baby that's a day old right. and, you know, or a year old or, you know, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, relationships of power don't always have to be dangerous or bad or evil. I mean, you know, there, there are millions, in fact, most, cause I believe most people are good, mm-hmm. um, good parents out there. And there is something to be said. It's not necessarily a destructive or a wrong relationship authority relationship when you're just caring for your child so i don't think there's something wrong with calling your but what is what is good parents that's the whole thing you know Mm -hmm. that's i mean there are a lot of people out there and i do believe that most people are good but if these people are telling themselves the same lies that their parents told them and they are now putting that onto their child you know i mean uh, myself i'm an atheist i think they're you know this is the you know your one and only life and you know it's important for you to be happy and and joyful in this life and uh, I do agree with you know someone who's very controversial, Richard Dawkins, who says that raising your children in religion is child abuse. And there are people who like, I mean, hell, seriously, if some child makes a, a bad judgment call and steals or something, I mean, it's a child. You're going to burn in hell forever. Gonna, that, and if you're gay, forget disgusting. it. Yeah, that, that is disgusting. <laughs> if you feel a natural, you know, attraction yeah. to the same sex, then you're you're going to burn in hell. I mean, how damaging. Burn forever. You're never going to die. You're just going to burn and burn and burn. That That's screwed up. That's scary, yeah. And is especially when you're a child and, and you can't, you don't have that life experience, I guess. If you hear this stuff when you're a child, you're not just going to say like, oh, this is BS. You know, how could that be true? Well, you know, but how do we all, I, I mean, I shouldn't speak for you, but I too am an atheist. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how do we usually get there? You got there through Catholic school. I got there through, um, you know, oh, first it's, grade. I don't know how, you know, how it's, you know, I got it from my dad, I guess, but um, it's contagious. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you can, sure, with in terms of relationship can between... Can it be transmitted by the radio? <laughs> Please. <laughs> We're going to be spreading anarchy and atheism with Captain Crunch. <laughs> but, um, yeah, watch out for that sugary cereal, folks. Oh no, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something different. I, I guess see, what they're I'm, still good parents, though. And that's what he talks about in the book. Like, they're still, they're still, you know, like feeding and sheltering the children and things like that. But then they're setting up the kids to have these disingenuous lives. You know, uh, where where they do just lie to themselves this way. You go to work, you pay your income tax, you come home, you so, watch TV, and you go to bed. So is it child slave. abuse to tell your child that there's uh, a Santa Claus? You're lying to your kid, right? Uh, and I, probably yeah. some people would say lying is um, not a nice thing to do. I really sure. don't get the Santa Claus thing because, I mean, with religion, <laughs> at least, like, you know, you, you are lying to yourself because, you mm-hmm. know, you think, you know... Uh, I'm so screwed up. I actually think God looks like Santa Claus, and I don't believe in either of them. <laughs> Antigone would say that, that they both have beards, and so that's a good thing, right? <laughs> we don't need to talk about my beard thing. <laughs> no, I think we should. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is getting too serious. We need to interject some facial hair. Actually, no. If, I'm totally kidding about that. But if you want to call in with your thoughts, you should call us. It's 603-435-1105. 
And uh, that is our number. You can also go to cam.freetalklive.com, I think, or studio.freetalklive.com. I should know the correct URL, but go to freetalklive.com <laughs> and you can find us there and call us at 603-435-1105. We're still waiting on our first calls of the night. Will it be you? <laughs> <laughs> when we return, we will have more about atheism, anarchism, all kinds of the other A's, Antigone. <laughs> 603-435-1105. This is She Talk Live. <laughs> This is She Talk Live, otherwise known as Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition. This is your co-host with you, um, Stephanie. And Antigone. And Carla. Yes. And coming up, we will find out the answer to the eternal question, is pimping easy? (laughs) Antigone's going to tell us about that. But if you would like to call us and share your thoughts on the subject or on some of our more serious topics of... um, Anarchist Standard Time and real-time <laughs> relationships and uh, relate parenting, uh, relationship, romantic relationships, anything of that nature or anything else that's on your mind, you can give us a call at 603-435-1105. That is, once again, 603-435-1105. So, ladies, uh, when we last left off, I guess we were interrupted by a little joke about beards, but... <laughs> But we were talking about uh, real-time relationships, uh, which is a book by the philosopher Stefan Molyneux, and uh, we were specifically getting into um, the definition of love. Right? Yep. This is one of the uh, the points that he brings up in this book. So, so what what was his definition of love, and what do you ladies think of it? Um, I believe it was it's the involuntary response to virtue, res- right? response to <laughs> virtue, and right. I think Antigone had. An issue with the word involuntary? I don't like anything that's involuntary. But oh. I have the heart the size of a pea. So <laughs> that might have something to do with it. Is oh. it black? <laughs> yeah, it's black like my soul. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of think that, yeah, love is involuntary, but it is voluntary whether you choose to associate with someone and let it get to the point of love, I guess, or get well, to know them I mean, enough. we're all rational beings. I've loved people... Uh-huh. And uh, realize that they made a lot of bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And someone that makes a lot of bad decisions and can't think about long-term consequences, etc., they're dangerous to me. They're dangerous to the people that are close to them, both mm-hmm. emotionally and physically. And so there are certain people that are no longer in my life. And even I'm originally from California, and they were back there. But um, you know, when even when I was still living there, just non-acknowledgement, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, because just. It's dangerous. And, you know, I'll say, you know, my highest value is self-preservation. Without that, uh, who cares about the rest of my values? You know, I mean, that's my highest value. And Mm -hmm. so to stay away from people that make bad decisions um, is just keeping myself out of danger. I'd rather prevent danger than act than have to defend myself against it. Mm -hmm. And I think also, I mean, the other the other part of that definition is it's involuntary and then it's virtue. And so that's a really... You know, I, I'm not sure where I fall out on the involuntary part either, yeah. <laughs> because, um, you know, we were talking about emotions that are involuntary. Um, and Stephanie, during the break, had mentioned lust. Yep. And don't you do you think lust is involuntary? Because I kind of do. I mean, you I, really can't help who you're attracted to. Well, attraction, it, 
is different than acting on it. And I, I guess oh, that's, of course. that's maybe more what I was talking about. I mean, you can't make yourself love someone, but if you love someone and you know that yeah, you just can't be in my life anymore, you, <laughs> you're bad news, you're, you're negative and you bring me down, you're cramping my style. But Bye. then that's, a, that's not a virtue. But uh, let's see what our caller thinks. We do have someone on the line. We're going to bring them on. This is She Talk Live. Who's this? This is Surreal. Hello, Surreal. <laughs> I've heard How's about it going? you. Um, Just winky dinky that I happen to be listening as I'm driving around. And I think indeed. I can maybe help you with some of the definitions and issues. You're, you almost have it right. And I don't know much about Stefan's book. But how about this for a concept? Okay, feelings, lay it on us. <laughs> you cannot control your feelings, but you can control your behavior. Sure, that makes sense. Is that what do you ladies think? Of, yeah, I mean, sum we, up what we you're said that. With? Yeah, that you can't really control, like, you know, who you're attracted to or if you care about someone or whatever, but you don't have to act on any of that. We're Correct. all rational it, beings. But isn't well, by per se however, sort of the definition of lust is that isn't acting part of lust? Like, isn't it that really that issue of I can't help myself? Yes, of course. And as a pickup artist, that's the try. We try to entice that part in the female so that she has such strong feelings that it becomes worth it to indulge in the seduction. Now, she is in complete control of her behavior, but we give her an excuse to say, I couldn't help it. Even though she can, most women don't admit that they can or want to, and it's much easier to be not responsible. Well, that's a woman who's not very self-aware. Well, perhaps, but I... You're going after weak prey, my friend. Weak prey. I I kind of beg to differ. The society is such that women are punished mostly by other women by giving away their sexuality too freely. That, That lessens the value of sex. And therefore, those women are ostracized by usually them, their own types because they bring down the value of a woman. But many women completely understand what's going on, but need to tell their girlfriends the lie or the excuse, I couldn't help it. Now, that's sad. I agree. Well, but yeah, that's a lie. True. That's a lie that they're telling themselves. And actually, I mean, that's that's what this book is about. Lies that people tell themselves like that. I mean, so if something bad happens, you, you need to have a sinner. You need to have someone to blame. And so she's blaming this, you know, this carnal reaction, you know, and rather than, you know, just taking responsibility for our actions and saying, yeah, I wanted to bang him. But there's also a question between sort of nature and nurture in the sense that what if, I mean, pheromones can have a physiological reaction on your body. So you could smell someone, and I don't know, surreal. You know, you get you get pheromone perfumes now. I don't know if they work or don't work. Or <laughs> but well, but it doesn't I have think... to be a pheromone. It could just be other things that right. But I think sometimes there's an actual physiological response where the sure. I can't help it is actually biology. I, I, I don't. I don't buy that. I can always help it. I, I'm a, I'm a human being with the brain here. Like <laughs> I, I do choose. I may make yeah, bad decisions. You're responsible. You're responsible for your own actions. Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie, 
when you were in psychology school, did you learn about what? fixed action patterns in the animal kingdom? Um, you know, I was never in psychology school, but why don't you tell oh. us about that? <laughs> well, it's uh, you'll recognize this. Certain animals have an action pattern that is biological and it's you know, inbred, and it, they cannot help but act on this pattern. For example... Bonono monkeys? <laughs> all kinds. Most animals have it. If a, if a fly is buzzing around a frog's mouth, he will zap it with his tongue. Mm-hmm. If the object buzzing around his mouth is not a fly, but a piece of thread looking like a fly, he will also zap it, and he has no choice in the matter. Right. Um, they've done studies where they push an egg out of a certain bird's nest, and the bird pushes the egg back up. Mm-hmm. Or when you sneeze, that. you have to close your eyes or whatever, right, that, humans? Well, that's less emotional, though. That's more, I'm not sure about that. But the, they, Well, you're talking about innate, they, innate behaviors, right? Right. But mm-hmm. interestingly, it's not the, the, the color of the egg that causes them to push it up. It's not the size of the quote-unquote egg, but it's the, the, the spherical shape. So if you put a bowling ball at the base of this bird's nest, it will try to push it up, even though clearly hmm. it's not its egg. Interesting. Human, and the theory is that human beings also have fixed action patterns, but they're emotional. So perhaps you're right, our emotions cause us not to have some rational control over ourselves all of the time. I mean, Gamblers Anonymous, you know, gambling perhaps for those who have an illness, uh, you know, addictions and um, lust and, and You just said it. Another one. Have an illness. So then would you call lust and seduction an illness perhaps? If it maybe well, if it you causes call it an a art? problem for you. <laughs> I mean, it, lust is look, intense or unrestrained <laughs> sexual craving. That, mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what it is. Um, I can choose right. to be unrestrained or not. You know, I can I can choose those things. It's not something that you can't help. Um, I, I think that's a lie that people are telling themselves. I and I and I really like with animal behavior. I I really don't care about any of that because they're not rational beings and they don't take responsibility for their own actions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And yes, humans are animals, but there is definitely something um, that sets us apart from animals. I and, agree. Um, and I'm, I think the jury is it's out. It's fire, me, fire in the loins. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, thank you. Let me, let me give you this example here. If, if we lived in a world where women in particular, because that's my study, were honest about their desires and emotions, then we would have conversations like this. Hi, says the guy. I find you sexually attractive and would like to get to know you better. Would you like to engage in pleasant conversation? Surreal, hold that thought. We need to go to break. We will be back with more with Surreal and other guests. Call us 603-435-1105. This is She Talk Live. We'll be back. This is She Talk Live. We are back. So nice to be with you tonight. This is Stephanie and Antigone and Carla. Indeed. And uh, we can be heard on the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM. Check them out. Lots of great liberty-oriented content to pour directly into your brain. And we can also be heard at freetalklive.com. Click on the studio cam. Watch us do what we do. And uh, give us a call at 
6035-1105. That is 603-435-1105. Now we still have to find out the answer to the eternal question that we were asking before, is pimpin' easy? But uh, for now, we actually have Surreal on the line. We had held him over from the last segment because he had some thoughts on lust. Are you still there, Surreal? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so continue with your thoughts. Well, I was about to describe possibly a, a conversation in a world where um, women were purely honest about their feelings and motivations, as were men. Mm-hmm. So, and how would that go? Well, I'd be a little boring and very <laughs> un, unpractical and it wouldn't exist in the real world for very good reasons. But I'll talk about those maybe later. So it would be like, hi, says the guy, I am sexually attracted to you and would like to have intercourse. But perhaps we should have a conversation first to determine if you're into that or would like to have intercourse with me. Hmm, you would think that would be a good idea. <laughs> Consent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you go on. Say in a nightclub or in a, in a coffee house. So the girl if in this world would say, well, I'm not sexually or attracted to you in any way, but perhaps you have enough financial or social resources that you may be a protector of me and my children from rapists, bears, and dinosaurs. Well, certainly, let's have a talk. I make this much money, I have this much social and financial resources, and I promise I will care for your children and you and will protect them. Hmm, I don't think that's really true. How can I know your intentions are real? Well, let me give you a big diamond ring, you know. So, or the other way would be, yes, I would like to have sex with you as well. Let's go over there to my house. I mean, this wouldn't happen in the real world. And so certain games have been developed, uh, mainly by women. And I, I'm not saying on purpose. I'm saying they have to do this in order to determine whether or not the man is honest, valiant, true, and not going to be a dickhead and take advantage of her. And so surreal, can, let me interrupt you for a second. I have a question for you. You know, you're describing this scenario where basically um, you're saying that there's a woman and he, uh, she's, you know, basically trading sex for money and protection for her children and so forth. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a well, little bit screwed up? Um, it, it might be, but it's kind of real sometimes. And you have to work with reality as opposed to maybe Stefan Molyneux's um, fantasy or hopefulness. Or- no, you're the first 50 pages of the book, dude. <laughs> No, and that's what we did you listen to the first uh, hour of the show? No, I did not. Well, he brings up really stereotypical gender roles where the woman, yes, is looking for financial stability. The man is looking for sex. They make trade. Ugh, cavemen like. <laughs> you know, and right. yeah. really, I mean, you can't do that to people. You can't collectivize people like that. I, I don't know about Well, your, I mean, you you can, but it's like, it, well, do, it just doesn't sure seem to me, it doesn't seem to me that a trade like that would be very... Fulfilling satisfying. or satisfying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would seem like... Of course not. Of because, course not. Well, but there are also two issues here. The one is, okay, I'm sexually attracted to you. I see you in the club. I walk over and I'm like, hey, I want to bang you. Okay, that's just a pure sexual attraction. Um, Which rarely happens with women, by the way. It's, it's so rare that a woman can identify her sexual attractiveness to a man she hasn't had a conversation with or gotten... You do realize bit. that sex is dangerous, right? There are all kinds yeah, of diseases you can get, including pregnancy, right? Yeah. You, you, you can't yeah. just go around having indiscriminate sex. So right, perhaps you should have standards. 
women have to test and have standards, correct? And, to and do men this, don't? They have What's they the have opposite of misogynist? Goals. <laughs> they have different goals Feminist? and therefore different standards. <laughs> no, I hate feminists. Um, no, but I mean, there's so many like sexist topics that come up where you realize that, oh, so you think men are just these disgusting animals that, you know, are one step away from raping every female within 10 feet of them at all times, you know, stuff like that comes up. And it's like, Mm -hmm. people will mention that sexism because the women are in danger or whatever, but it's like, no, like if I'm not a man and I'm offended that you think that of my, my, my brothers, you know, my my men in humanity, that's, that's disgusting. You know, I mean, you're talking about going up to a woman and saying, Hey, I'm sexually attracted to you. And you know, I would like to have sex with you. So I don't, I mean, I, I obviously I don't know you, but is it really that strange that there are men out there who would like to, I don't know, be able to talk to the woman too? No, of course not. But oftentimes in certain circumstances, that's all, the only thing that's presented to a man is a woman as a sex object. Well, she because that's your herself. perception. I mean, you, you yeah. talk about being the pickup artist. So, I mean, I think the mentality there is if you are going to view people as sex objects, then that's how it's going to play out. If well, you if, choose- you're go- if you're going to, to clubs all the time to meet uh, people of the opposite sex, if that's what you're attracted to, if, you, if you're going to clubs to meet partners, then, yeah, generally the people who are going there aren't t- going to be looking for long-term relationships, right? Well, I don't think that's fair either. I mean, maybe people are, you know, who knows? But, who but knows? Sure, some, but in general, it's a meat market. You know, how do you dress when you go to one of those places, right? I always dress with my boobs out. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Thanks. Some women go with, you know, looking for a boyfriend. Some women go looking for a one-night stand. The ones looking, the women looking for a one-night stand cannot admit that to her, um, except very close friends, but she can't really put off that energy at large. Right, she's lying to herself. What was that? She's lying to herself. But I don't even think that's true. I mean, I think that's also putting women in a box. I mean, why can't? Why can't? Right. Why? I mean, yeah, why certainly, wouldn't... you know, I mean, I'm not single anymore, but certainly when I was and I was like, hey, I want to hook up. I'm going to go to a meat market and pick someone up and have sex. And that's OK. Yeah, it should it be okay, OK anyway. And, if that's And it is. A, it's, a, it's a very rare woman. You must be rare women if you can, if you have that understanding in your head and admit that to yourself and commit that to each other. That's great. But do you... And to you, our seven million listeners. <laughs> but do you agree that that's rare among the sisterhood? I think There's that no such may, thing. There's a sisterhood? I wasn't invited. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I, I think, think that's, that's changing as well. I mean, certainly one of the things, I mean, that is a philosophy of individualism and voluntarism and all of those things is that we are trying to evolve and become better people. So self-responsibility and responsibility, um, decision-making, all of those things are we're trying to all... Be better. I mean, that's why we read books like Stefan's books. That's why we have these kinds of discussions. And Mm -hmm. so we have to believe that, yeah, maybe we are special, but I'm like, maybe we are just the people. This is where we're moving towards. And it'll become more so. People will become more honest. People will look for the right values. People will make better decision making because people will be conscious of the decisions they're making. And people will have, you know, better better self-esteem and just, you know, of course, not every woman who likes sex has bad self-esteem and yada, yada. We covered this already. 
But, you know, certainly maybe there are some people that believe that they have little value and so they kind of throw sex around. You know, that's not ideal. That's that's not good. You know, they need to Let me suggest that. this. I think what I'm let me say it this way. I'm suggesting that's what women do by quote unquote playing games. They are determining and 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 verifying that the guy is hit the type, the person that she wants to give this gift to, so to speak. And the, she does this subconsciously. And I think it's a genetic thing because to protect herself, men can lie. So she's not going to take his word about his income, his intentions, his love. She wants to prove it. And so, but she can't just come right out and say, prove to me your love, prove to me your intentions. So she has to test him. And it's done constantly little ways that you won't even can't even think about our test um i had a conversation and surreal is- i'm sorry we're coming up on a break uh, i think we're gonna have to let you go we've got other calls in line okay. we appreciate All your right. call tonight and uh I you can listen. call in with your thoughts 603-435-1105 this is she talk live This is She Talk Live. We've had quite a lively evening tonight already. This is your host, Stephanie, with you. And Antigone. And Carla. Indeed. And you ladies are doing such a fabulous job here tonight. I think we should uh, promote your organizations if you uh, if you have any that you'd like to promote. First of all, uh, Antigone is, uh, does a wonderful job over at freegrafton.com. You should check that out. Uh, check out some of her posts and activism. And I'm also involved with the same website, Free Grafton. And Carla does a lot of writing herself. Is there anything in particular you'd like to promote? Oh, hell. Well, I, I, I'm going to promote the Concord Literary Festival coming oh, cool. up. Concord, sure. as they <laughs> like to say here in Nude Hamster. And um, this is for my day job, of course. But um, we have some very uh, interesting and awesome speakers coming in. If you want to find out more about it, go to www dot nhwritersproject.org and um, we have Iyoko she's a Nigerian born slam poet coming in oh, oh. Bill O'Reilly will be there in case anyone <coughs> wants to <coughs> get their knickers in a knot I had nothing to do with that choice <laughs> and by the way has anyone ever seen this video of Bill O'Reilly when he flips out because he yes. can't read the teleprompter yes that is uh, one of my favorite funny YouTube videos <laughs> Um, I can't I can't really say what he says, but just just look for it on YouTube. You won't be you won't be disappointed. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's my day job. But in terms of sort of local activism, you know, there's always something going on. So I I would check out Free Grafton and check out freestateproject.org. If anyone's like living under a rock and doesn't know what the Free State Project is, check it out. Freestateproject.org. Move to New Hampshire. Come hang out with us. Achieve a freer society, liberty in our lifetime, and all that good stuff. And we will get rid of daylight savings time eventually. And <laughs> and dog licenses. And dog licenses <laughs> and all of that state of stuff. And we will find out the answer to the question, is Pimpin' Easy from Antigone? But uh, <laughs> That in section three. Right? Okay. <laughs> but right now, uh, we've got Jackie on the line. Uh, I'm going to bring Jackie on right now. Is, are you there, Jackie? Yes, ma'am. Oh, excellent. I'm so glad that you called. Um, so to give a recap, we were just speaking in the last 
segment with Sir Real. And for anyone who isn't familiar, I guess I didn't really give uh, much of an introduction to him, but he's a little bit infamous, so maybe he doesn't need one. But uh, he is a self-described pickup artist, and he goes around and, I guess, God. has sex with a lot of women. <laughs> or, or so he claims, you know, that's, right. what, he, that's what he says. And he, he enjoys calling into Free Talk Live and, uh, you know, uh, I guess giving his pickup artist tips. So, Jackie, uh, what did you, what were your thoughts on, on his call? And you, you told me during the break that you... Uh, felt like you were about to have a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just kind of a mixture of, like, everything that he said last time and, like, everything he said today. And it was was really fortunate that the last time he was on, I had already called in and spoke on something else because I know Ian has a one-call-per-night rule because I was just ready to reach through the phone and just strangle this guy for everything I was hearing. I would have totally and broken so, that rule for you, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> we like Jackie. <laughs> we do play favorites so on I, She Talk Live. Oh, why not? <laughs> I'm sorry, Jackie, go ahead. To, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I broke it down to a few major points, not so much based on what he just said, but the stuff that he said last time. Okay. And um, the first few that I really noticed was that he made a comment that not every person or every man that is involved with the quote-unquote pickup artist movement is looking for cheap sex. I don't, I don't buy it. So some of them are looking for a quality partner. Okay, well, last week he had an opportunity to sell this pickup artist stuff to three women that I consider to be very quality women, very independent women. Very oh, smart. thank you, Jackie. We, we feel the same way about <laughs> our, you. Our, 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 our. <laughs> and I, I was watching, and, and if, if, I'm, if I'm misspeaking, and if something I say is wrong, please tell me. But and even though Antigone wasn't there, I kind of got the same impression from her listening to him tonight that I got from Meg, <laughs> who was there last time. None of you were buying it. Nope. None of you were, were buying it. I mean, I'm, that was just kind of the opinion. I mean, that's just kind of what I got from watching you. Well, well he, like, he's okay, kind of so. the essence of collectivism, right? You know, and, and that's <laughs> right. anarchy's not about that. You know, and you treat everyone exactly. like individuals. I mean, his whole thing, his <clears throat> art, and yes, it does kind of hurt to say that word right now, but it's all based on women are this. And that's a problem. That's a problem when you see everyone as individuals and try to, you know, uh, live morally. Um, that's that's a big problem. That's where sexism, racism, all the isms come from is not treating people like individuals. Spring from collectivism. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Another ism. Can't think of anything Another. worse. <laughs> well, collectivism kind of just encompasses all the other isms other than ostracism, which is what you end up with after collectivism <laughs> bringing a full circle. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Well, I <laughs> mean, J- Jackie, the last time that he was on, I guess just to kind of play devil's advocate. Um, I asked Cyril last time if he was interested in meeting liberty oriented women, I, which I guess was a roundabout way of asking him if he's interested in uh, someone that he sees himself with long term, like a long term partner. And he did say no. So to be fair, I mean, he, he admits that he's only looking for, uh, basically very short-term relationships, one-night stands, uh, and that, that right. sort of and thing. Right, and I will credit him that. I will credit him that. But, you know, there's one thing that is most important, I think, because I'm an anarchist myself, and I think as long as you're Ooh. very forward about what you you say, I'm looking for honesty, and mm-hmm. I'm looking, I'm going to give you honesty in return, mm-hmm. I can honestly say that if he comes forward to a woman and says, I want a one-night stand, and that's all I want, and so she gives it to him, and then she's hurt the next day, well, honestly, then it's her own fault. She should have used better judgment. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, but yeah, it, I don't think, was, I think we all agree with that, right? 
Yeah. Yes, most definitely. Um, but there were like there were a few. The one thing that he said, the few things that he said, actually two things specifically. But I, I noticed that he have a way of when he is trying to describe things that he said twice during the event, where during his little call, where okay, well maybe something happened that is not necessarily didn't work out too well for him. One was when a woman rejects his advances, and one was the woman doesn't have an orgasm. Mm-hmm. He had this way of blaming the woman both times when mm. these things didn't happen. Like, he, uh, there was a guy who called in, uh, he said he was in his 40s, and he was looking to date younger women because I guess he had had issues with dating women his own age. Uh-huh. And um, Surreal was not there because, I guess, his car got dropped or something. And when My he fault. came back, he told this... <laughs> When he came back, this guy said, uh, Surreal said, well, here's what you do. You go to places where women that you want to meet hang out, and you just start making eye contact. And I, I got to thinking about that. And I was like, you know what? If I was, like, at the mall having a taco or something, and this guy was making eye contact with me, like, really severely, I'd be running for the door. I mean, I'd be, I'd be a little freaked out. So <laughs> I really hope that that guy does not follow that advice because he's going to end up in jail. Um, well, uh, we would hope that he doesn't end up um, in jail just for looking. I, I don't consider looking aggression. I don't want anyone anything. to end up in jail ever. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know how that tip works. To be honest, like I, I've never really. I don't think I've ever really had anyone just stare at me. But I mean, there is something to be said for being friendly and outgoing and starting conversations, right? Like, would Jackie? Here's the thing. How would you want a man to approach you, Jackie, if you're interested in men? Well, I mean, I would hope that. You know, if a guy was going to approach me, that he would just just come up and say hello. I mean, I certainly mm-hmm. hope that I'm not the kind of woman that would be intimidating. But well, was, and that he would make thing. eye contact, right? I mean, that's not exactly bad advice or anything. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, a lot of it well, has to guess, do with confidence. It if it's like really aggressive, scary eye contact, then oh. yeah, I would be a little scared. <laughs> well, Indeed. Jackie, else? Jackie, can you hold that thought? We will bring you back when we get back. Hold on, Jackie. We'll put you on hold for a minute. This is Sheet Talk Live, 603-435-1105. Give us a call with your thoughts. 603-435-1105. This is Sheet Talk Live. Welcome back. This is Sheet Talk Live, also known as Free Talk Live. But when we take over, when the girls get the key to the studio, there's no telling what's going to happen. And it is... Stephanie here with you, and Antigone, and Carla, indeed, and we have another lovely lady on the phone, Jackie, but uh, first of all, I need to tell you about something important. Hey, everybody, welcome to the interwebs. Yes, this is so cool. (laughs) Did you know there are smart folks all over the world who need to meet you? Why? Well, if you're from an English-speaking country, then check out english.freetalklive.com right this very second to find out. If you're listening to this podcast, pause it right now and check out the site. Go to english.freetalklive.com and discover how to create your own online business. All you need to get started is the ebook, the internet, Skype, a webcam, and a microphone. What an inexpensive way to become your own boss and oversee a rewarding and challenging job that requires your unique creativity and passion. Pause the podcast and visit, visit english.freetalklive.com right now. So, uh, ladies, we are talking with Jackie. Are you still there, Jackie? Yes, ma'am, I am. Excellent. We always enjoy it when Jackie calls in. And we were discussing a few segments back. Uh, We had a call from Surreal. And uh, Surreal is a self-identified pickup artist. 
And so Jackie uh, had called in with some thoughts on Surreal. And I believe, uh, Jackie, you got interrupted by the break, but can you give us a brief uh, recap of what you're talking about before we uh, went to break and maybe continue your thoughts? Well, the first thing that I want to say, and I, I intended to say this, I, I feel at this point I owe Surreal an apology. One thing that I wanted to say before I even started was this is not intended to be a judgment on him as an individual. Okay. Uh, you know, he could be he could be the nicest guy in the world who donates half of his income to charity. So it's not intended to to be bad on him. I, my issue is with the movement he came on representing. Okay. So, um, so another thing I wanted to say about you know the the whole idea of you know making eye contact to pick up women. Uh-huh. He said something specifically that just really got me. He said, "Now he was explaining to this guy, you know, you go to where the kind of women you want to meet, hang out, and you make eye contact. Yep. If she's attractive." If she's attractive, she'll return your eye contact and she'll smile back. Mm-hmm. If she's unattractive, she'll think, oh, well, he can't be looking at me because I'm unattractive and she won't return <laughs> your gaze. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, that, that is so stupid on so many levels. I mean, there are so many reasons that a woman would not return your eye contact. What if she's already in a long-term committed relationship with another guy, hence making it inappropriate for her to be returning romantic gazes? What if she's oh, because she can't help it, remember? <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> because we're slaves to lust. Oh, I forgot. Because she's pushing the egg back into the nest, right? She. <laughs> oh, it's innate. God. Oh, God. Uh, well, no, maybe she, and maybe she just didn't notice that you were staring at her, right? I mean, I don't know. You're right, Jackie. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, uh, if she's attractive and has high self-esteem and whatever, doesn't, you know, just randomly do that with those guys but but jackie i mean well i i've never seen him and and i'm glad i've never seen him so i can just uh, talk about the ideas without you know having that kind of judgment because of course anytime i see anything i make a judgment you know that's that's gold and that's black you know Mm -hmm. um but you know example you said (laughs) i'm in the room that i'm in and those are my two favorite colors but so you said you're not judging him as an individual and rather as as this movement or whatever and I, I, I have problems with that statement because, you know, I, some people might say I'm a free stater. I really don't. I really don't care about the whole free stater thing. I really don't. I do what's moral for me to do. And people have different types of activism and people bend over at different angles for the state, um, if you will. So and I'm not going to judge Ouch. someone. <laughs> well, is there? I mean, I'm not doing it's... any yoga for the state. <laughs> <laughs> Downward dog. Uh, I drive. I drive a car. It is registered with the state. Uh, I I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But you know. But anyway. But the that's cost off the of topic. not driving. So is too, the thing. Yeah. The thing with this movement is like some dude wrote a book. Who cares, right? Everyone can write a book. I was writing a book when I was 13. Um, so well, you have to finish a book. I guess that's yeah. a big deal, right? But. Um, uh, books, dudes, <laughs> right. pickup artists, uh, pickup pick artists, artist. so, movie. Uh, sorry. So there was a uh, program on VH1 by uh, with the main guy was mystery or whatever, and so I watched this program and I got online and looked up, looked this up and and read all kinds of pickup artist type stuff or whatever. Um, Patrick Friedman uh, to drop a friend's the name. The seasteading guy. Um, oh, if you don't know Friedman. But anyway, you're living under a rock. Like, so, you don't know yeah, about the that dude. Project. Well, I'm from like Bay Area, California. So we yeah. met in our libertarian circles and stuff. And, and, and so I got his. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that was my little icon. Never mind. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so 
so he he kind of blogs a little bit about it too, and and about you know it's more about confidence though. So I mean, you you can't really look at the Free State Project, and you can't really look at like pickup artists as like I mean it's it's again the whole collectivism problem, you know. So like mm-hmm. this program that I saw, it was like you know twelve episodes or whatever. The first half he takes these boys and you know uh, adults, but there's they have low self-esteem they can't talk to girls they can't look them in the eye i i I was working in the bay area in technology and i know i know these guys and apparently they they're also free staters (laughs) because you know you have the whole software engineer type thing so you go to like college with mostly males and yada 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 and it's like i'll go to a guy and say hey i need this uh I, i need this uh document to uh to complete this project and they can't look me in the eye blah 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 because they don't know how to deal with girls it's like the same type of thing so this pickup artist you know, takes these guys and gives them confidence. And really, like in watching this show, I was, yeah, it's totally sleazy TV and I admit it, um, probably shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> So if you take them at the middle of the of the season, they they have confidence. They can go talk to girls and, 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 you know, I saw positive developments. But then from the middle to the end, it's like, now you bring on the sleaze. No, you don't want to talk to her. She has a brain in her head. You want to talk to her. The silicone <laughs> has just seeped into her bloodstream and she can't think anymore. But, but to be fair, it really does depend on what you want. Because if you... No, that's and, fine. But don't pretend. So- don't pretend that, you know, because uh, Jackie said, and I didn't hear this episode, but if I'm not wrong, uh, Jackie said that he was looking for something more. He said Yeah, that. he said that because we boxed them in a little. So you're right, Jackie. He did actually... He sort of contradicted himself. But just in general, if you have tools that make you better um, or improve the way you interact with other people, I'm all for those things. Like if you can figure out a way, you know, and if the if the tool is as simple as learn to look a girl in the eye. Hey, more power to you. (laughs) But also it's like I don't think we should be too judgmental as long as people are being honest with each other mm-hmm. and with themselves. So if you're a guy and you're like, actually, I just want to get laid tonight. Yeah. That's do it. But don't be like, actually, I want to get laid tonight, but I'm hoping I'm going to lay the mother of my children. Cause that's a lot harder because hmm. you're putting yourself in a situation where the likelihood of that happening is less. Because if you're out to get Oh God! I wish you're going I could to a meat market. If you're going to a meat market, you're probably going to buy a chop. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going with this, Carla? <laughs> but if you're, I mean, if you're actually looking for someone, then you want to interact someplace where you can actually talk, mm-hmm. where you can have a conversation, and where yeah. you can know the person. Yeah, and a I meat mean, those market are different doesn't, doesn't scenarios like with a great place to do different that. needs. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have so, to say, like, look, my sorry. Go ahead, Antigone. Well. He might, it depends on his values. And I'm not even talking about him anymore, but some dude. It depends on his values. So if he values sex more than anything else, I mean, that's his value, right? So even, it it was really surprising to me, but my uh, grandmother, when she was in her 80s, very Catholic, she told my little brother, well, you don't buy the cow without tasting the milk. <laughs> About premarital sex. Uh-huh. I don't... Good for her. Maybe she ended up very disappointed in her life. I don't know. But if that's his value, and I mean, I want to share values with any partners that I have. That's always been important to me. Sure. And if his value is sex... Yeah. That's, that's fine. I mean... Yeah. 
Jackie, do you have more thoughts on this subject? Well, one thing that really scares me about this guy is that, you know, I I agree with you guys about the whole self-confidence thing. Jackie, we'll be back. Sorry, uh, we're we're going to break. We'll bring you back. I'm sorry. Jackie, more with Jackie when we return. This is She Talk Live. Call us 603-435-1105. This is She Talk Live. We'll be back. This is She Talk Live, otherwise known as Free Talk Live, but it's She Talk Live when the ladies take over the studio. And I happen to have two of the most intelligent, most wonderful, most beautiful, most anarchistic (laughs) ladies in my life. (laughs) This is Stephanie here with you. And Antigone. And Carla. Indeed. And there's another lovely, intelligent, anarchistic lady on the phone. That is Jackie. We've been talking to Jackie for a couple of segments on her thoughts about uh, pickup artists, I would say. Not not surreal, because she said she's not judging surreal in general. So uh, we're going to bring Jackie back on. Are you still there, Jackie? Yes, I'm here. Cool. Uh, before I forget, I would like to give out our phone number just in case anyone else would like to call us and give us their thoughts his or her thoughts, whatever. Uh, (laughs) The number is 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. And you can also go to the chat room, uh, watch us doing what we do live, go to freetalklive.com and find the cam and you can see our lovely faces as well as hear our lovely voices. You can be immersed in the ladies of She Talk Live. Anyway, so we were talking to Jackie about pickup artists, and Jackie, you had started to say something before the break, but we kind of got cut off by the music bed, so why don't you uh, give us a quick recap and, and continue your thoughts? Well, I had heard uh, a mention of you know the whole pickup artist movement teaching male self-confidence, mm-hmm. and to be honest, just based on what I heard from him, I don't see that as what it is. Um, like he said, you know, if you make eye contact with a woman and she doesn't return, she's unattractive, and that doesn't sound That's to stupid. me like it's... Like it's 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 telling the man that if you make a if you make an advance at a woman and she doesn't return, it's her fault. And there was mm-hmm. there was another one like that. He he and uh, Stephanie picked up on this when he said it, and I was really glad she did. It made me feel better that women recognize this isn't true. Uh, <laughs> there was there was talk about women having uh, men and women having sex, and um, there was mention of and I don't even remember how this came up, but I remember there was um, oh he mentioned orgasms, but he that he can make a woman's life better by having a wonderful night of sex with her and giving her a great orgasm. And uh, the other lady that was there said, well, what if the best orgasm that a woman's ever had was through masturbation? And he got kind of, he got kind of freaked out. He goes, what, does, does masturbation replace men? <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, he, he, he did said sound a little no, threatened by that. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, that honest, was Meg who and, noticed that, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. And yeah. it was, I, I was like, okay, this might be just my opinion, but we're not talking about lifelong, you know, build, memory-building relationships. We're talking about one night of sex. Mm-hmm. And so why couldn't masturbation replace men in that respect? I mean, uh-huh. dang, you, you go down to the adult novelty store, you spend about $60 in a pack of batteries, and at least it doesn't backsass you. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like saying, why, why couldn't that not replace men? But that, that kind of led into... Um, that kind of led into a discussion of, of uh, women and not having orgasms during intercourse with men. And he said, and this is what I meant to say Stephanie picked up on, uh-huh. 30% of women do not have orgasms. Yeah, that's and false. That's again, not true. <laughs> that's, 
Well, that they do else. not can be true. That they cannot is different. That they do not. Exactly. This, yeah. Okay, I went to an all-girl high school and I used to pass out pamphlets about cunnilingus, okay? <laughs> if there's a sisterhood, awesome that's it, it right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, I, I've always been I, an activist. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And, and Jackie, I have to say, you know... Um, you were talking about men, uh, sorry, like, you know, sex toys and stuff, replacing men. And I have to say that a lot of people say that, you know, the best, the best sex that they ever have is with people who they love and they have great communication Meh. with and they can talk to and everything. I'm sure that, you know, two people who don't know each other can also have great sex. Sure. that You know, I wouldn't deny that. But um, in some cases, you know, with one night stands, uh, sure, I could envision you know, that being easily replaceable by something that you could find at the novelty store, as you said. And But once again, those are all sort of different things. It's like Mm -hmm. if you have an itch and it needs to get scratched, that's something different (laughs) to... I'm you looking itch, for a you life go partner <laughs> and get a cream. Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, like, um, if you... These are different things, and I think we need to sort of mm-hmm. characterize them that way. Yeah, they're so different So the one ones. is, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're horny, you're horny. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're looking for a partner, you're looking for a partner. If you're lucky, you're horny, you're looking for a partner, and the right person shows up. Mm-hmm. But Who's looking know, for the same thing that you yeah, want. Yeah, you know, so it's not... Um, I think it, it, it's an issue, and, and, and with the pickup artist, then the question becomes, and that's where I thought he was a little disingenuous, is are you looking for sex? Because that's okay. We yeah. don't have an issue with that. And yeah. you know what? Women are into that stuff, too. That's fine. Just be honest about what you're doing. So mm-hmm. if you go to a club and you're just horny and you want to pick up a guy and you want to have sex with him and you don't want to see him in the morning... If you make that clear and that's a consensual transaction contract between two people, that's cool. If you're like, actually, I just want to have a one night stand, but really I am hoping you're the one, Mm -hmm. then you're lying to yourself. Yes. And then that circles back to Stefan's book and it's about values and honesty and trust and... And self-knowledge, right? Because you, you know, if you have, if you know yourself enough to say, well, you know, right now I kind of just want to have a one night stand and hmm, I'm okay with that. I I don't have, you know, I have good self-esteem. Like that's all it is, right? I just, that's what I feel like doing. Like, yeah, that's okay. And I kind of, I'm curious and it may be because I'm not from America, but like, I don't really understand the whole sex self-esteem thing. And it may just be because I'm a megalomaniac, but... (laughs) Well, it was mentioned earlier um, because and, and it was and it was brought up in the, it was mentioned earlier and it was brought up in the book how um, women who have a lot of sex at the beginning of a relationship, yada, yada. It's because they don't think they have anything else of value to give. Well, that was the specific example. Right? And, and we and, you know, I, I took issue with that example as well, because I don't think that's necessarily how people operate. Not at all. Right. No. I mean, you know, and that was sort of the 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 issue we had with the book. But if you're self-reflexive and aware and you sort of know where you're coming from then hey more power to you oh i think it's totally false however i mean i i think that is something that some people do i would call them weak people but i mean obviously they have low self-esteem and you know their their parents are probably you know lying to them and yada 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 but um i know i know plenty of people 
uh, well, I don't know them, but I mean, I did go to an all-girls school. So what happened, all the popular girls were with every single guy at the all-boys school across town. I mean, stereotypes exist for a reason. All right, but we know guys like that. So I'm like, so it's everything. So that's stemming out of low self-esteem? Sure. I mean, well, come on. Look at a guy who, not naming names, you know, goes to clubs and things like that to get laid every day. Every day. It just seems so... Ugh, why bother? It just seems so boring to but, me, you but know? But the thing I and find that, fascinating And that guy there, has low self-esteem, too, I well, would imagine. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is I'm yeah. like, why is the discussion then not, oh, chicks who want to get laid are have low self-esteem, but men who want to get laid are studly and have a fixed gaze and can stop the world <laughs> at their feet. Right. I'm like, that He's is total BS. It's yeah. like, no, we're people... We're men, we're women, we have different urges, we are all individuals, and it's like, why? Why is why does the man get to be the stud, and the chick has to, if she's horny, she has to... It's sexism, it's she collectivism. To, but, yeah. Uh, See, okay, Here, here's my deal. Like... <laughs> Sorry, I got a little riled up there. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, uh, speaking of getting riled up, I think there are a lot of people who get upset and, uh, you know, emotions kind of run high whenever Surreal go- calls in, you know, to the show. He's called in several times before and he's mentioned a bunch of stuff. And people always get really upset, you know, including um, Mark and Ian, including other, other ladies, other whatever, um, and including, you know, just everyone who hears them. And I don't know, I mean... Look, Surreal is not, or a pickup artist is not like the type of person that I'm looking to meet personally, and probably none of us would say that, that we are, but like, whatever, what he, what he does isn't really, you know, bothering me that much. Like, go ahead. You know, as long, you know, like you said, if he's honest, which he claims that he is, you know, he claims that he's straightforward about the fact that he's not looking for a relationship Sure, no, you know, knock yourself out. Like, I'm not going to. I don't you think he's be. honest with himself, and I don't think he's uh, hitting on uh, women and and having sex with women um, that are honest with themselves either. Well, so I think that I it's care. not fair to Who really cares. All right, no, let's seriously. talk about something no, else. No, but you know, here's the thing. No, I don't care. Do you know how many screwed up people there are in the world? Like, I don't care. <laughs> And I'm, I'm just like realizing this. Like we've been talking about this for quite some time now. Indeed. I don't care. Well, here's something I'm, I do I'm not care about. <laughs> Carla has something that she cares about. But Jackie, did you have any final thoughts before we go? We've got a couple segment, seconds left in the segment. Okay. Um, no, that was it. I just wanted to bring up a, a few thoughts and thank you, Wayne, for your time. Thank you so much, thank Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. We always enjoy talking to Jackie. Give us a call at 603-435-1105. This is She Talk Live. We'll be back when we come when we return. 603-435. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We're having so much fun here in the Liberty Radio Network studios. <laughs> And uh, She Talk Live is six days a week, known as Free Talk Live. Actually, uh, let's see. I have to do some math here to calculate this. But let's see. We come in once a month. It's She Talk Live once a month. The other, uh, you know, 28 to 30 days are Free Talk Live. So if you want to check them out, go to freetalklive.com. And if you want to check us out, go to freetalklive.com and find the studio cam. And you can also call us and give us your thoughts at 603 
6034351105 that is 6034351105 that is the in studio call in line call us share your thoughts with us about anything we've been talking about relationships time real <laughs> daylight savings time <laughs> pickup artists unreal surreal <laughs> surreal indeed so we have spanned the gamut all kinds of stuff and we do have several other topics coming up including baby cheyenne and the answer to the eternal question is pimp and easy but <laughs> this is stephanie and, and antigone and carla yes two of my favorite people in the studio with me tonight <laughs> and we did have a call on the line this is i believe dave dave are you there yeah, how you doing? Stephanie, Tiffany, and Carla. How you doing? Uh, actually, it's Antigone is the second. Oh, Antigone. Yes, uh, but the, uh, the other two are... I thought it was Tiffany, I heard. No You're not the first right. or the last. <laughs> <laughs> so what was on your mind tonight, Dave? I was listening, and then and I was thinking you guys didn't touch on the subject in the sex world. Uh, like a guy would say... I'm going to go out and try to get laid tonight. And a girl says, I'm going to go out and get laid tonight. That's the difference. The guy's at a disadvantage. Well, huh? it, no, I, I was mentioning this during a commercial break, actually. So uh, Surreal um, is basically making himself a woman because a woman, 95% of women, um, 99%, I, I, I don't know. But most women can say, I'm going to get laid tonight and go do that. And, and men can't. So right. he's taking you know, it into an art and blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, I just don't think sex is as valuable as, you know, uh, random nameless sex is as valuable as it is to him. And that's a difference in right. values, in that, and that's fine. That realm, that's fine. In that realm, it's not equal. But in the realm of, you know, being human to one another, then it becomes equal. But then a lot of times the woman uses the power of the sex part on her behalf and then it doesn't become equal anymore they they become superior uh, um, i don't know what to say to that <laughs> yeah me either um, you, you can't really you can't talk to me about how women do this or women do that you can't yeah. okay i'm an individual well, we're all well, individuals you're an individual do you want me to way. tell you what men do uh, yeah or, i mean i think uh, what, what people of a certain here. color do yeah, what but, people of a certain religion do come on that that's just yeah, wrong right. but, but it usually it usually comes down it, and the men usually get away with what they do to women because they have the power of the pocketbook well, you see, oh, but that's no, also changing. What, you know? what is that? What, what, what does that even mean? Okay, because it's not exactly resources. <laughs> what do you mean, what does that mean? It's you know pe- what that means. Come on. <laughs> okay. Dave, uh, uh, money, uh, you mean uh, Federal Reserve notes, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, which are worth less and because less. That's I mean, what usually women sell out for because a guy could go just. See, I'm not going to answer for women, woman. dude. Yeah, I think I've, I think well, I've heard I'm, enough. Well, Dave. I'm just saying, in, in relationships, <laughs> The equalness goes out the window most of the time when it comes to the sex or the money. Dave, I have a and, question and for you. Uh, I've, I've men, got a question for you, Dave. Would, would yeah. you say that um, that both men and women would, would it be fair to say that both men and women, everybody, um, sometimes can manipulate their partner in the context of relationships? You think that's a fair statement? Right. That, well, that's what basically relationships are, is out-manipulating ma- Well, that's, other. that's when unfortunate. It comes down to well, that, that, you know, th- those aren't healthy relationships. Yeah, those that. can be relationships, but, I mean, yeah, not wh- what we're trying but to talk love, about here is sort of moving towards healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. 
it has to be worked at that that relationship that yeah and you know if you you want to work at it you might want to start from a base point that doesn't start with women are useless sluts who need money or brainless sluts as i (laughs) said and she is a female i think men are you know that they'll go with any woman that 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 they come across, you know. Yeah, I don't think you're you can saying, have any kind of productive, uh, productive conversation if you're going to be a collectivist about things. Although, I mean, we could argue about it this way. Okay. Here might be like an interesting free market way to discuss this. Would be um, question: Do babies have economic value? Right. So, if you're in a partnership, mm-hmm. um, is there? If you're a man and you want to procreate, which most people or some people want to, but I would say it's probably the majority because we're still sort of moving forward. 80% of non-sterile women want to have children. 80%. Not 95 or 99. 80% of non-sterile women. So, And probably 100% of sterile women. (laughs) Anyway. That's one of the to, things I memorized. So, sorry, can we l- let's let Dave uh, get his thought out? Time. Okay, I was, yeah. I was in that predicament with the baby have the value, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. so I'm in a relationship with a woman for three years. We love each other. We proclaim our love to each other all the time, make love and everything. And then I come home from work one day, and she says, "You effed my life up." I'm pregnant. I go, well, good. We'll get married. We love each other. We'll have a baby. She goes, no, that's going to get in my way. I'm going to school. I'm going to get an abortion, and I'm going to college. And I say, no, 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 that's my baby. We made that baby in love. Where's the equalness? And then she goes, well, if I could do what I want with that baby. And then all, all of a sudden, all, uh, I have no investment in my baby. That val- mm-hmm. that baby has no value. I could love that Take baby. Take the baby, put it in your body. Baby. Right, right. Well, I would <laughs> right? if I could, but that's an impossibility. The creator has deemed woman the entrance to this existence. No one has deemed the, me the anything. The creator has deemed me strong enough to throw a woman down on the ground and put my seed into her. I do not have that right, and she does not have the right to reach inside of herself and throw my baby away. So, you know, that's the equalness. If you want to be equal, that's where the equalness comes down to. Okay, okay. Can you please stop saying equalness and say equality? Because words have meaning for a reason. Equality. Um, Now, here's the thing. If something's inside a a woman's body... Equality, what the same thing? Equalness isn't a word. I'm using words. So, oh, oh. so, See, so there, there there's that. Superior, you're gonna be superior over me when. No, no, you, you just keep saying it over and over again, and every and it's distracting <laughs> from what you're saying because you're not using appropriate language. It's distracting from what you're saying. So I'm just giving you advice. If you if you want to communicate with people well, don't distract them by making yeah, up they words. They always go to the teacher mode too. But anyway, they, they, I'm your teacher, and I'm gonna teach you how to. Speak. Okay, uh, Dave. Um, well, <laughs> okay. Dave, what, you know, listening what? to you, I, I, I know that it's the same deal all over and over, and, it, and this isn't a good example. Okay, you're a collectivist. Have a nice life. All right, you have a good day. Dave, uh, thanks for the call. We'll discuss your uh, thoughts off air. So, uh, yeah, I think I think we're all like a little bit speechless after that call, but never. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, Antigone, just to, you know, you can't, when when he talks about women, you take it personally. 
And so there's also a division in terms of collectivism where it's like he's not really directing it at you and you as an individual can choose X or Y. Hold on, though. No, but because I'm also offended by people saying, you know, people say certain things as as like feminists or whatever. And I'm the one saying, like, wait a minute. Do you realize what you're saying about men? You know, I mean, I mean, I'm just against collectivism in general. I, so. I understand that. But let's let's just do a thought experiment just Word. for a yeah, second. Let's okay. do it. Yeah. So let's imagine we're men. Okay. So, and we're men who want to have a child. Okay. And we are with someone that we love Mm -hmm. and that we think we have a future with. And that woman gets pregnant by accident, let's say, because, you know, in in his scenario, she was like, oh my God, you ruined my life, whatever. I'm going to get an abortion. Now, let's put ourselves in the men's shoes for a change. It sucks. But I don't think... I I totally feel for fathers. I really do. We will be... uh, we're going to have to pick up this discussion when we get back. We've got a, a lot to say when we come back. This is She Talk Live. Give us a call with your thoughts at 603-435-1105. That is 603-435-1105. Please give us a call. We'll be back. She Talk Live. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This is Stephanie here with you. And Antigone. And Carla. Indeed. And you should check us out on the webcam. Go to freetalklive.com, find the studio cam, and uh, chat with us. We may may not be watching the chat, but uh, you can chat with the other listeners. And you can call us at 603-435-1105. So things were getting a little bit animated in the studio before we left for the break. And uh, Carla has proposed a thought experiment that will lead us into a discussion about perhaps uh, the what Ian and Mark call uh, the biggest can of worms in radio, which is abortion and uh, oh. and father's rights and, and things of that nature. So, Carla, why don't you recap that thought experiment for us? All right. So the thought experiment is um, if a woman is pregnant with a baby and you are the daddy, what rights do you have? And. I understand that people make the argument that it's a woman's body. How, oh, my God. I think I'm going to end up making a pro-choice argument here, which would be ironic and interesting. But I do think that within this debate, the men's rights are not fully acknowledged and not fully explored. And maybe we could do a little bit of that because now that we've exploded the entire uh, studio. The studio has exploded. Done, yes, it'll um, survive. <laughs> uh, the, the question is... Um, if something is half yours uh-huh. and it is residing in a place that you can't get to, mm-hmm. I guess my thought experiment is sort of maybe, and, and people feel free to call in and sort of help us think through this. But 603-435-1105. Is, is there an economic way to, to make this make sense? And by mm-hmm. that I mean, okay, could you rent the body mm-hmm. of the woman because I imagine if I was a man mm, mm-hmm. and I had a partner and she was pregnant and yeah. she did not want to keep the child and I wanted the child, uh-huh. then I feel like there's got to be some way that people through open communication and some kind of economic solution can come to some kind of agreement mm-hmm. to, to to make it work. Yeah, uh, I would tend to think it, it could work in at least some cases. I mean, I think it would. what would be great is if 
at some point down the line, technology increases to the point where there could be some kind of an artificial uterus and a woman could, if she did not want to carry a baby, she could evict the baby and put it in this artificial uterus until it develops. And then, you know, at that point, you know, maybe put it up for adoption or whatever. But but yeah, you're right. I mean, what you said about the baby being half uh, the mothers and half the fathers. Uh, I think maybe some people would would probably disagree with that, but I I, I would accept. I disagree, and I can tell you why. Okay, can I can I just finish my thought first? I, I think that is one problem with communally owned property. You know, I I dislike getting into arrangements where, uh, you know, I'm I'm owning something with someone. Just for that very reason, because inevitably there are going to be messy. Yeah, and not to say that babies are property. I don't think that. Uh, too many people would say that, but they, they, you know, they obviously can't take care of themselves, especially when they're just a fetus. And so they're this thing where they're under someone's care and stewardship, but they're also their own independent being. And so that gets really complicated. So, but Antigone, what, what were you going to say? Uh, did you have some more thoughts? Yes. Um, so you say it, it belongs 50% to the male and 50% to the female. I disagree with you because... Um, the the child cannot live without the female. So, uh, in for all intents and purposes, um, this thing, this uh, fetus, uh, well, first zygote and then fetus and whatever other science terms you want for it, um, <laughs> needs to be inside the woman. The mm-hmm. where the line happens for me is when it technically, like around five or six months, technically. It could live outside of the female with current technology. Indeed, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, with the better technology, I mean, I mean, great. That 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 that's great. But um, just because but that something point, is, isn't it a is, parasite if it can't live outside of it, though? Outside of you know, I'm using its, but you know what I mean. Well, uh, it can't live on its own. That's for sure. Yeah, and it, so, it is taking nutrients and stuff from the mother. Technically, I think you could words have meaning for a reason. This is the theme of the show. <laughs> but but it's usually, the theme of my life. You know, a lot of people who have children, you know, want them and desire them, and so probably because would, their parents wouldn't... had children and their grandparents had children, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, Why do because people that's want children? the human condition. Because you know what? If everyone thought like you do, we die out as a species, and we don't want that, right? No, so, there'd be accidents. And- <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay, I'm totally, and I'm totally kidding. Would, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what the solution is, but I do think that men are getting a raw deal in this oh, yeah. scenario because I think that if I was a man and you I feel had kind impregnated of a, a woman yeah. and I'm like, I want that baby well, because it's, I do believe it's half yours, whether it's it a depend- parasite or not. I'm like, okay, so I'm renting your body. Yeah, well, like Dave said in his call, that he, if he could, he would take that fetus and put it inside him, but he can't. It's a right. physical impossibility. So he's got to find some. Unless other you're solution. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Unless you're exactly. <laughs> oh, I just aged myself. <laughs> we do actually have so, a call on the line. Can we? Uh, do you want to finish your thought before? Well, we... okay, okay. Now, National Organization of Women. Yes. I, I, I'm really trying to take the word hate out of my vocabulary, but I'm going to say I hate now. Um, they actually had a case study that came out uh, in the early 2000s that stated that every father's rights group is a bunch of pederasts. Yeah, that's just ad hominem. Fathers yeah. cannot actually love their children. Fathers, and this, right now, fathers are afraid to bathe their baby girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know, maybe mommy has a job? Yeah. 
it's disgusting how fathers are afraid of their of their little girls. Well, basically. but that's and what society is government. To us. Fathers, and right? It's not society though; it's government. It's well, government it because they prosecute it's so people. Mess- Dude, you can be a, a you know addicted to crack and whatever, but you're a chick, so you get to keep custody of the girls. I mean. Children, well, and just girls. like you get, but, you get charged with child pornography if you take a picture of your baby in the bathtub, well, right? Yeah, right. That's Who ridiculous. doesn't have that in their past? You know, they put me, my little brother, they put all my cousins. It's yeah. it's a weird like basket thing with flowers on it. I don't know if it's a Portuguese <laughs> thing or what. But you put a you put a naked baby in this basket like after baptism or something, and then take a picture. I mean, you think that's sexual, Mister yeah, Politician what's, Man? What's wrong with Why the person you who looks at that? Why don't you go crawl back into the hole you came from? You know, I mean, and politicians are the sickest people, with right? Collectivism is that's what happens is, oh, my God, we need to make a, a broad rule that's just going to apply in every situation instead of allowing people and individuals to deal on an individual basis and to know and to understand and to just be our, if nothing else, the saddest part about government is it is making our societies sick. Because it is taking things that are normal and healthy and, you know, maybe sometimes confusing or whatever it is. But it is taking those experiences and making things that are healthy. They're turning Pathologizing them. Yes. And I'm like, I hate them for it. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. let's let's take this call before we continue. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Who's this? You're on the line with us. Hey, how you doing? Real fast. I offered her twelve hundred for the birth and three hundred for every month that she was pregnant with the baby. Then she told me I couldn't have the baby and then give it up. So then I followed her to the abortion place. I fought cops. I told the cops, uh, the doctors, he ain't gonna. Screening kill is right. important, Dave. We're gonna have jail. to. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Dave, we're gonna have to let you go. I'm sorry about wait. that. I got put in jail. She disappeared. 17 years later, I get a phone call. We'll be back. This is She Talk Live. Call us with your thoughts. This is She Talk Live. We are back, and we're so glad you continue to stick with us. Thank you for listening. This is Stephanie here with you. And And Antigone. And Carla. Yes. My two favorite people with me in the studio tonight. (laughs) It's so good to be here. We're having a great time having some heated discussions, (laughs) (laughs) which may take us over time in the show. But uh, last segment, we had Carla um, propose a thought experiment that had to do with abortion. But, um, you know, due to the nature of like the limited time that we have in the show, we did have a topic that we really wanted to get to that is somewhat along these same lines. And I think, you know, I think all of us in the studio here, we could probably agree that, you know, there there is some stake that a father has in a in a pregnancy that two people have made together, even though the father doesn't have to carry that baby inside of him or that fetus inside of him. He still has something right. He contributed to making it. Um, And no parent, nobody. I mean, does really. Can we ever think of a situation where. um it's great for everyone involved, the parents, the kid, everybody, when, when the state takes somebody's baby. Negatory. I mean, I can't think of anything that could be worse or more terrifying or more frightening than you have 
spent nine months carrying this baby, your husband or your partner has spent this time thinking about when we have this baby, and then you're excited, it's going to happen, and... You know, there are all these biological things that happen when you give birth. You give various hormones out. There's a bonding that happens Mm -hmm. between the mother and the child. Mm -hmm. Um, There's breastfeeding. There are all of those things. And so it's extremely tragic Mm -hmm. in a situation where there's a day-old baby that the government decides... They don't like the parents. They judge the parents. They and they take the baby. Yes, and of course we are talking about the case of Baby Cheyenne that uh, has been all over the news recently. This story came out of New Hampshire, uh, where we're all residing. And um, if you want to give us your thoughts on this, if you have something to say, we did have a caller who called in during one of the breaks but couldn't stick around and wanted us to discuss the uh, situation where this baby was taken from two parents. And uh, by the way, you can call in at 603-435-1105, 603-435-1105, if you'd like to share some thoughts with us on this subject. But um, there was a baby recently, basically, who was taken from her two parents uh, at the literally a few hours after birth. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't even think that the mother had a chance to feed the baby before it was taken. It was taken by some state agents. And I, I guess the people at the hospital, the story that I heard said that the people at the hospital, uh, told the parents that they were going to be taking the baby out of their supervision, the parents' supervision to give, uh, give it to a doctor and have the doctor check something. And they didn't actually give it to a doctor. They gave it to the state and then the state took possession of that baby which was baby Cheyenne and one of the reasons go ahead Antigone I mean people are talking about you know uh, different allegations that are made and only one of those things is Oath Keepers Uh um, which uh, so I guess for people that are not familiar with the story the father was not a member of Oath Keepers but for about the last year was helping them organize meetings and whatnot so he's not even a member and Oath Keepers is I don't agree with the organization whatsoever However, they are uh, military guys and, and police guys and whatnot, um, and, and girls, I guess. <laughs> it's not a gender thing. But um, they are uh, those types of folks, they're statists, who um, agree to uphold the Constitution. And quite frankly, if everyone upheld the Constitution, I probably wouldn't be an activist. I probably, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd go be a fisherman. Like my people, you know, I mean, I I probably wouldn't care. But anyway, I don't don't support the organization or anything like that. But the thing is, if they're going to start putting that on on pieces of paper where, I mean, I'm that's a reason for the state to take someone's baby. You know, even if there are other reasons, the fact that that showed up on that document, that's problematic for everyone. Absolutely. They call Oath Keepers a a militia. It is not a militia, but... That that's that's just a huge problem. I don't care if the parents are on heroin and I'm not saying that they are. I I, I don't know them. I don't know them at all. Um, But I don't care what any other line item is on there. Mm -hmm. But if that is a line item, that is problematic for every single one of us. And and yeah. maybe one of the ways to think about it is, OK, let's say we did have our voluntary society. Then what would happen in a scenario where 
you have reservations about a parent. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I also don't know these people. The only facts I know is that there are allegations made by the state. There's a baby. I've seen both of the parents in videos. They seem like caring, loving people. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only take that at face value. Who knows anything else? But I can tell you, no one from the state is willing to stand up and to say, oh, we're doing it's a bunch of papers being pushed around. Because that is the state. Yeah, it's the nameless, faceless. I'm just Mm -hmm. following orders. Oh, I'm sorry. I stole your baby the day it was born. And I'm like, that is not acceptable in a free society. But let's Mm -hmm. say. Well, okay. one more thing. What's going to. Like, what's going to happen to that baby, right? It goes into the state's custody. Does it, how does it get fed? How does it get taken care of by, by bureaucrats? Oh, I, I, I mean, I shudder to think it probably goes yeah. to some baby mill. You who, know? who knows? I mean, I don't know exactly what happens to well, it, but actually, you know, uh, usually look when, what happens when uh, politicians are teachers, look at public schools, look what happens when politicians are, uh, are health givers. L- l- whenever mm. they get involved in anything, it goes to, I can't pieces. curse. Pieces. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pieces. Cause that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it goes to a really bad place. They are not yeah. Educators, they are not doctors. They are not parents. They do not love. They do not. And it's not. And it's not. It's not they either. Like you said, it's 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 uh, paper pushers. It's Mm -hmm. it's. And like Stefan says, it's not just. It's a myth altogether. It's it's paper. It's bureaucracy. It's it's this and that. You know. But you know, as part of our activism, and this is really something we need to think about. And people have done this in the past. And you know. Various people have various opinions about this, but I'm like, you know, at some stage, it's not paper pushers. It's Sergeant whoever. And he showed up and he lied to people and he said, I'm taking your baby to do this. And they have to use subterfuge. And the question is, why? Why do you have to lie to the parents of a baby? Because you're doing something that you probably in your heart of hearts know is wrong and evil because Whatever the allegations are against them, and actually, just to clarify, as far as I know, the the um, I believe the affidavit that they filed alleged that there was abuse between the the father of the child and his wife and the previous to- the other toddler, which mm-hmm. is a child. There are two other toddlers, right? Yeah, children from a first marriage, right? Um, the husband from the first marriage will not consent to a divorce. So the, awesome. the, the $100 question, of course, is, hmm, so where did all this crap start? And the I'm like, state. oh, you could probably, the state, <laughs> the state, probably like, marriage, the state, why is the state, right? <laughs> but, but so, so the papers allege that this baby is not Mr. Irish's child. Okay. Because she is married to another man. <sighs> Because he has not consented to a divorce. So once again, yes, it's the state. So now we have paper pushers who are going, well, this, because this, because this. So you're not the daddy, so you have no rights. We're going to accuse you of this. And then the question becomes, who's the accuser? Like the state didn't just fart this out. I mean, they're mm-hmm. so incompetent that some someone pushed someone's button to... um. To, to to make this happen. But ultimately the question is we or not the question, the the statement is we need to start to hold the paper pushers accountable. 
Like everyone who takes a step as a state employee needs to start to think, oh, am I just following orders? Why? Yeah. Agreed. And that's why there were a lot of uh, protests uh, that happened, I believe, over this weekend. This is why education when we return, is so important. We will be talking more about this. This is She Talk Live. Give us a call. 603-435-1105. Call us with your thoughts. This is She Talk Live. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. We can be heard on the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM. And we can be also found on the freetalklive.com website. Check out the studio cam. Watch us doing what we do. We're on our last segment. And if you have thoughts to share with us, we do have a couple of callers holding right now. But you can call us at 603-435-1105. That is once again 603-435-1105. 11.05. Now, ladies, before the break, uh, things were getting a little heated. We're talking about parents' rights, uh, baby Cheyenne. And we did have um, we did have a point that we really wanted to get to, uh, which was that, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, the state is justified in taking people's kids when the parents are just monsters. They're, they're horrible. They're abusive. They're whatever. Um, I think when you think about that, um, sometimes, yeah, some parents can be abusive. That's totally true. Um, but, you know, one of the things that's sometimes overlooked is what actually happens to a kid when they get taken by a state. Um, and often, you know, they'll end up in these environments that are also extremely bad for them. Uh, you know, foster homes are... Don't you get paid to be a foster parent? I mean, I've heard... I, I, I've read some places terrible, like, terrible, terrible stories. Subsidized, yeah. I've heard terrible stories yeah. about people who do that for income. Yes, people yeah. do do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 warped incentives which often happens in a state of society. And sometimes, you know, there are kids in foster homes and the kids come from abusive homes and so they just mirror those patterns of abuse and they abuse the other kids. And so it's it's like this vicious cycle and I mean, oh, that's you, so terrible. It is. No, it, I went to like a normal schooling thing and I hated being around children. <laughs> and to have to live around children too that's terrible no I, I i'm i'm not trying to be funny i'm really not i yeah i don't like to talk about like cartoons and random i i don't i don't indeed well uh, we do have disgusting a, we do actually have a, a special caller on the line um a special one we, we do have a special one <laughs> we actually have a call that's all the way from guatemala and i'm going to bring him on this <gasps> oh! is this is old greg calling from guatemala are it's you there old greg, greg? I'm all grass. <laughs> Make an assessment. <laughs> Y'all need to get real. Brutal. Because this show is just not nearly caustic enough. To, <laughs> to swearing restrictions and all that. Old Greg what? doesn't like the swearing restrictions. Is that right, old Greg? Do you love me? <laughs> That's right. I do. <laughs> well, we love but old Greg. You're talking about some good issues then. So thanks. I'm old Greg. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for the call, old Greg. And now everyone knows something about this weird private joke. They have no idea what it is, but uh, he loves me and he wears a tutu. Um, um, but check back, it out on YouTube. Back, back to sort of those points. It's um, yes. Foster homes, destructive. Yes. Um, government breaking up families, destructive. Indeed. Um, 
questions that people should ask themselves too. And um, I, I have no idea whether the 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 husband, the father in this case, is oh, here's, here's, an active military or ex military or ex cop. But you have to be to be an oath keeper. Mm-hmm. And one of the thoughts He's I not. had when I was driving here was, where where do like. Where where do people learn the bad stuff? Mm-hmm. You learn the violence, it. The violence. You know, like the Catherine Bleich said at, in in court. You know that they asked her during her trial, um, "How did you know they were policemen? Did you see their badges?" And she said, "I know they're policemen by their violence, mm. because there yes. were police dogs and." Just, you know, people in civilian clothes acting in a way that normal people within society don't. Normal people, good people, do not steal other people's babies. Hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, I I was thinking about this um, before, and uh, I think I kind of lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. In this case in particular... Um, he's not an oath keeper. He's not a member of the association. He has been helping them organize events for the last year. He's not actually even a member. And so that how, was cited how, as one how, of the reasons to well, take how away. Wide of, how wide of an umbrella or a net or whatever kind of image you want to use here, but how wide of a net are you going to cast to like mm-hmm. f- for the people from whom you're going to steal their children? He's yeah. not even a member. It's not a militia. They call it a militia. It's not. And he's not a member. So I don't know if he's uh, ex-military or ex-cop or yeah. not, but he's not actually even a member of Oath Keepers. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, the more I find out about it, the more scary it is where, well, the, you know, there's a lot of people who clearly um, don't raise their children in ideal conditions right i think but what is but, ideal yes that's your and subjective disagrees view with why, how i would know? do it i mean yes a- exactly and so the question becomes i mean obviously we clearly know when there's true abuse yeah that happens but beyond that and you know what in those scenarios how would we deal with this situation here's Let's the thing, say a situation where you know your neighbors are abusing your their children or you i have a personal situation actually my nephew he was born with a bruise on his back where i swear it looks like he was beaten he has it every day it's a it's it's a birthmark it's a birthmark Uh, on his back yeah there's like a a certain shade of purple Uh that it so someone could see that and misinterpret it right and someone will Mm -hmm. I, i i would basically guarantee it to you because my brother unfortunately is not um self-aware enough to realize the violence of the state so he's going to send him to public school and that that breaks my heart it really does so because this is my nephew i babysat him i was trying to teach him how to read you know because there's no reason a three-year-old can't read i'm sorry public school people there is no reason no reason a three-year-old can't read i was teaching him how to read trying to and so i you know i spent a lot of time with this child he's my nephew obviously he has this bruise on his back and i guarantee you at some point someone will call and it's a we, birthmark and yeah. how, what is we that we do have some calls to get to actually before the cool. show we're we're almost done but let's bring on david in uh, new mexico david are you there yes i am all right uh, david you you told me during the break uh, when i screened your call that you had a story where uh, you were prevented from seeing your own children is that correct yeah, and I, I began telling the story uh, on your show last night. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen my children in in three years and three months. Oh. Um, they did, they disappeared out of my life overnight. <clears throat> um, due, to, uh, I guess you could call it a, a false allegation, but it wasn't even really an allegation. Um, 
Uh, like I said, I don't want to drag you through that whole beginning part again because I, I I explained it in depth here sure. to the listeners last night. Um, is there any uh, is there any particular part of this whole process that you're that you're interested in that I could uh, 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 give you what I know about the, the happy ending? <laughs> well, I mean, here's the th- yeah, I mean, my parents like- divorced, and I mean, it's the entire system is so. <laughs> not cursing sexist it is so sexist so my parents got a divorce i'm a daddy's girl all the way i have unconditional love for my father and he will talk to me um but he's gay so guess who got custody my mother who has uh, emotional issues who's on drugs for depression etc 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 i was given given who is the state to give me to anyone Mm -hmm. but i custody was granted to her when she has all kinds of screwed up issues, um, you know, and usually um, most of those custody laws lean heavily in favor of always, the mother. Always, yeah. always, 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 mm-hmm. you know, and it goes back to that now thing, how men, you know, it's only to manipulate or whatever, as yeah. if you can't love your children if you have a penis. Yeah. Please show me the science. It's so, <laughs> yeah. and I, honey, oh, like so I said, you're being I, a little would, contradictory because they, it's like, oh, you can't love your child if you have a penis. But on right. the other hand, oh, the baby is all the moms because. No, 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 Okay, ladies, let me interrupt you. I did not say that. Let me interrupt you, ladies, for a second. David, before we, the show, we're coming up on the end of the show, but we want to thank you for the call. And we're really sorry to hear about what has happened to you. And, and we hope that you can get to see your kids soon. Um, I do. Sure, yeah. Let me leave you. Let me leave you with one message for you and, and your listeners, and, and that is from from my. I, I've dealt with this all day long, every day for three years, and and the main thing that I've discovered is that the the people that work in the courts, the judges, literally are incompetent. They function oh, yeah. at about a seventh about a seventh grade level, and and they'll you'll give them a decision to make, and most of the time they make a decision that the common sense uh, uh, doesn't allow. Um, yeah. And oftentimes they're held to like with mandatory sentencing guidelines and stuff like that. You know, sometimes they're, yeah, I'm talking about, about the civil, about the civil side, like family court and children's court. Sure. It's so screwed up, David. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. And David, we're, we're, yeah. And also there, it's a cottage industry. They're they're What the judges do is they, they dish out work to different attorneys and therapists to make their money off of the people that get trapped in the court. Yeah. David, you know, we're really sorry to hear about that. Thanks so much for the call, and we wish you good luck with all that. And you know what? I think we're actually in for a surprise. We're going to go into an extended edition of She Talk Live. (laughs) We will be back very soon. If you stick around, we've got more to say. We're going to talk about Pimpin' Ain't Easy. Surprise! We're back! <laughs> you Boom. thought you got rid of us, but you didn't. This is She Talk Live <laughs> with Stephanie here. And Antigone. And Carla. Indeed. We are actually doing a little surprise bonus for you. You know, we had so much, uh, uh, so many heavy issues and so much stuff to talk about tonight that we didn't get to something that we actually really wanted to discuss. And uh, I was promoting this throughout the whole show with the question uh, that I wanted to ask you, Antigone. <laughs> is pimping easy? Mm-hmm. Pimping ain't easy. <laughs> and uh, Antigone, In case you were wondering. <laughs> I 
Megan actually knows this uh, firsthand, and that was uh, leading into something that we wanted to discuss. Now, I think we can still take calls on this extended edition, so if you would like to call and discuss this with us, you can call us at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. But, uh, you know, one of the things that was on our minds was the subject of uh, prostitution and uh that's why we and pimpin and pimpin, and that's why we led with the question um, that we asked Antigone earlier. So, um, basically, uh, there was a news story recently, right, where in Canada, I believe they uh, some judge struck down the anti-prostitution law. Is that? Did you ladies hear about that? I did not. Actually. I did not. Hmm, okay. Well. <laughs> Wait, well, there, it does involve I'm, I'm, like producing a service that people ho. want and will pay for. <laughs> I, I am pro voluntary interaction. Uh huh. Yes. yes, that means no guns. Yeah, and that unless it's hunting <laughs> or consensual gunplay, like at the shooting range. Uh, yeah. See, that involves lots of hours of good conversation. Like if you both agree to have like a like a boxing tournament, right? But to the death. Should you be able to do that? That's oh, all. Boy. That's always a really fun. Oh uh, yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't actually going there. I was more like sexy suspender gun. I hope it would be a fake gun. <laughs> yes, please. Let's sure. Have it be fake. You know? oh, sexy. Yeah, violence isn't sexy. No way. Tell no your way. children. Anyway. Tell your neighbors. So okay. <laughs> so we're talking, but we're talking about the concept of prostitution, and that is basically two people engaging in a. Uh, Did you say two people? Uh. I did, but if there's a pimp, there's another person involved, isn't there? Uh, uh, Always the middle. There are man. many reasons for it to not be two people, as long as it's consensual. I think I think being consensual is really the the key. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so it's a voluntary trade, right? Just like a lot of other trades. Right? But if we look at the uh, the typical, and this may not be, but this is sort of. I don't know a lot about prostitution and <laughs> pimping and hoeing and all of that. So maybe I'll frame everything in terms of questions. But, you know, we've seen the movies. We sort of, you know, everything from Pretty Woman to whatever the the really famous pimp movie was, a couple of American, whatever it was. <laughs> I don't know. Um, someone call I've seen Pretty and, Woman, and, but and not the other one. the answer. <laughs> yeah, but um, the rapping guy, it was a really cool movie. <laughs> Won some Oscars. She's Antigone. No, it's it, coming to her. It, in like 10, 15 minutes, I'm going to blurt right, out a someone name. Someone write and... it on the chat. But anyway, so, yeah. so you, often, you... often those relationships are not consensual. Uh-huh. Yeah. It is a pimp. And the pimp is someone who basically enslaves another person. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Well... It, doesn't basically enslave, but here's the thing. The thing, because the state is involved, that's what really screws up the relationship, you know? So, like, from my personal experience, what I know is that my partner Pimping and I... Pimping ain't easy. Pimping ain't easy. That is yeah. true. So, um, so I was in a... Uh, uh, who, who cares? Who cares where I was? It doesn't matter. Um, so... Uh, at a certain point, my par- my business partner was working his day job, and so I was taking the calls, and and I'd have to ask people. So the calls what you- of an escort service, right? Well, according to the free newspaper, it was an escort service, and and I no, it it was an escort service. Period. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if you have sex or not, who cares? You, it, yes, it is an escort. Service. So the so the people are getting paid for their time. 
They right? are getting paid for their time. What they do or do not do during their time is beyond me. Now, if I ask them whether they're circumcised or not, or how long their unit is or not, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That's just for fun, for statistics. Oh, that's for our focus groups. You know, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. care. So basically, I so I mean, this is a black market activity. Uh, it's well, ostensibly, it's not a black market activity, right? To pay someone for their time, but it is a black market activity right now in the U.S. to pay someone for mm, sex, right? Unless you're in Nevada, or um, maybe in, there's in some one other places county too. Maybe there's Nevada. some other places yeah. too. I mean, and that's another huge issue with laws too. How? Do, I mean, people tend to mistake laws and morality, and it's like. Well, if it's moral, it doesn't change on the other side of a line, right? So prostitution is legal in Las Vegas. But if you take a step over the the line that is Las Vegas, then suddenly it's not. Oh, then it's immoral. Come on, give me a break. But I'm that's because everything that people. stays in Vegas, what, it ah. happens in Vegas, stays in Vegas, except venereal diseases. Ah. Oh. Those will come home with and you. Well, babies. Well, no, that's a really good point, Carla. And you know, that a lot of people say about prostitution that um, having it on the black market creates all these dangers, right? Absolutely. Like, like pimps who are basically enslaving people because yes. they, those people can't, you know, the people who are enslaved, but the why? prostitutes. No, but here's the thing, though. Like, the pimps wouldn't exist without the state. Period. Because it's black market. Period. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's they what I was saying. The protection against the but state. We're actually agreeing with you because the yeah. thing is, anytime like the term black market in your mind should oh, actually word. sort of create this thing where you're like, Oh no, we've pushed something into this dark underground. Like it's become this weird black cave, whatever. And it's like the darkness of those things exists not because the actions of what the people are doing mm-hmm. is dark. Mm-hmm. It exists because it's being illegitimized. So if you just made drugs legal, if you made prostitution legal, if you just legalize things, people would go, oh, okay. As um as a I mean they often say on Free Talk Live people say this uh, uh, anti prohibitionists anti prohibitionists yeah work work that one out lushes no <laughs> I like you anti prohibitionists meaning people who, who are pro freedom is okay. what I was trying to say but oh, okay. pro freedom oh okay, sure, modern sure. day abolitionists yes yep. word so, my, yes okay yeah my brothers and sisters yeah yo so, what up. <laughs> What up, people? But, so if we just looked at you know things that way, it would it would just be another business transaction. No one kills someone over a six pack of beer. Yep, that's true. But right. they used to during alcohol uh, prohibition. Uh, there were exactly. there were shootings all the time. Exactly. So right. anything so this, that we have with the Mexican cartels, any of that is because it's dark. Right. So pimps in in the yo center, that's me. <laughs> yes. it ain't easy. Word, son. Word. Oh, um, they often exist because it's the black market, and you know, shady mm-hmm. characters are going to be like, "Hey, I'm going to exploit some stuff because yes. because reputation doesn't matter at that point because you're not no, going to call someone. No one's going to hey, come after you. Know, this, you. Right. Yeah, yeah, because this person ripped me off. There's no one to do that with, you know. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's a big issue in the liberty community, and I say the liberty community was which is vague and. I'm doing that on purpose. I don't want to say the free staters. I don't want to say the anarchists. I don't want to say this or that, the other thing. But reputation is very important. So you need to be able to call up and say like, hey, I got some bad service. Mm-hmm. You know, so what is that? Forums? Forums are anonymous. Oh, speaking of which, 
Speaking of which, yes. Carla, you you have a good idea. I do. You you, you want to talk about that? Well, I think we, I, we I kind would, of, but I have no idea what we're talking about. Well, no, we kind of free diverged. Six oh three. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Free six oh three. Yes. Word. So, um, so I'm the first shunny. <laughs> no, right? you're, not, you're not. No, what huh. did I do at the party last what, night? What did, you did do something, and I was like, "Ooh, I might make." I you think I was being sarcastic. Well, I don't know if sarcasm is going. So, well, for yeah, our Carla, listeners let's explain are, this idea. Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> we're totally getting off on tons of tangents. Can can yes? Because that's and, so and out of the normal. Like, I mean, <laughs> no, we would we, never do can, that. Can let's, I just say we did kind of keep our stuff together for the first three hours, but I think it's just going to be a free-for-all now. We're in, well, can, we're can in I say, overtime, can and I say Stephanie's woot? rubbing her forehead and going, oh my God, I can't believe I, I work with these I two people. I think God. I should have uh, let them do this. Uh, <laughs> why do I, when why you give did the, I invite these two? When you give the girls, the girls the key to the studio, they will and to the box of wine. run wild. <laughs> what box? I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. There's, what, what are you guys talking about? No, Well, if the FCC were to listen to this, I just want to say that there is no Zero alcohol, and oh, I'm, I'm drinking so Monster, <laughs> and there there is no alcohol in the studio you know, whatsoever. I'm, I'm not and I don't care up. about lying to the state. Just saying. Okay, I'm not going to hold up my thing, <laughs> my bottle of green tea, which yes. is that's actually it's what it ginormous. is. It's green tea because there was an incident where um, someone oh. saw a picture of my <laughs> bottle of tea. This was a extremely uh, back backwards uh Let's person backwater backwater living in the past uh very very conservative socially conservative person saw my bottle of green, green tea and that's all it was on a picture on facebook this person Conformist. did not know me and uh accused me sent me a private accusatory message uh accused me of uh, making tea out of pot which at, if anyone actually knows me, like I don't, I'm not interested in pot, and right. I drink green tea. Then this person totally made it. Oh, <laughs> into, you yeah. don't even drink vodka because there's something wrong with you. <laughs> you so, don't I mean, drink come at on. all, actually. <laughs> so free six oh three. Yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. All right, so we don't quite know what it's going to be yet, but we do have some ideas. So um, the ideas are very random and sort of lost at the moment but the idea we were all talking about last night was that we um one of the features on free 603 will be that we will have a shun of the week and a shun of the month and as many of us know one of the few tools we have in a voluntary society is ostracism hmm. and um and a way of sort of making people aware of this action was not something that was acceptable. I will not be speaking to you for a while or whatever. And, and I'm going to tell other people. And I'm right. going to let other people know. Mm -hmm. And so we're still figuring it out. And if people want to call in and sort of share some thoughts. But the idea is sort right. of we will probably have some kind of interactive. And this will be a news site. We'll be sourcing news from all the other free, you know, free keen, free graft and free whatever. I love it. Right. Um, yeah, because you know, there's because there's all these free, free city blogs. There's free yeah, keen graft. In Nashua there and are only There's five cities, yeah. and you shouldn't say free cities. Free regions. Freegrafton.com <laughs> is about That's Upper true. Valley ladies, which uh, neither of you live in Grafton. <laughs> I, I don't live anywhere. I, I'm a, like, 
Uh, I'm a butterfly who stings like a bee. I'm like a bird. Oh, God. She's even Azorian, too. How'd you do that? that that's kind of weird. Okay, but um, back on topic. I will not anyway, say free cities. I'll say... Not there free are all cities. These, there free, are all these wonderful regional these regional, blogs. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and so sort of trying to pull all of that together. I like that. And that would be what Free 603 is New Hampshire focused. Like, not only, not only is it like pulling people out of that type thing, like... Because right now I'm, I'm having this issue, and I imagine other people are too. So, like a third of Graftonites are snowbirds. Mm-hmm. So, I I love Grafton. Don't get me wrong, you know. And a snowbird but, for our listeners are people <laughs> who live here in the summer <laughs> and travel down south for the winter, right. or or three out of four you're seasons. Because you're a wuss if you can't okay, handle hey, the hey, winter hey, here. Hey, 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 I like comfort. I like self-preservation. I like comfort. I like sunshine. Screw you. Snow I love you, but stop. <laughs> I okay. love you, let's, but screw you. Let's get back to this idea no. of Free 603. Okay. Let's right. talk about Free 603 and the idea it, of... It, but it also combines all the regions, right? And it's... Right? Yes. And so the idea would be it would be Good. sort of an umbrella news source. Yeah. And we're working on putting together maps because I think visually, ultimately, and, and this is such an important thing, if we just kind of go into free state project anarchist, why are we here activist mode for a second? It's not so much. New Hampshire was chosen as a state for a reason because most of our neighbors and the people we meet who are not people who just moved here, our friends, our neighbors, our colleagues, mm-hmm. people we work with, a lot of them think quite closely to how we think. And it's really just an issue of sort of reaching out to them. So for me, one of the key things about Free 603 would not be, yes, it'll start as an activist tool, but what I hope it'll ultimately become is... People just banding together. If we have interactive websites mm-hmm. where you can tell bad cop stories, so yeah. mm. you get pulled over in Weir oh, yeah. and you had a bad experience, you can go and you can click on Weir or and you can wherever just put you are. a little thing <laughs> that just happens to be the weird police or, you know, wherever you are. But the thing is, it's not just about us. It's actually about the citizens because I can assure you, I mean, the, the day I got arrested... For filming the police, right? We should mm-hmm. clear that up if okay, anyone's yeah, listening, right. wondering yep. why Carla got list- arrested. Carla, for, for filming the police during a traffic stop in public, during, you know, they were cops doing their public duty. And I was yeah. like, dude, I'm just around and I'm just, and I was charged with a felony and we shouldn't talk about it. But, oh, but the thing is, when I go to a 420 protest, I'm like, hmm. I might get arrested today. And I think about that and mm-hmm. I figure it out. If I'm driving home and I'm following my friends because I have to pick off, drop off my skis the next day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to record this because, you know, the cops have pulled my friends over and mm-hmm. stuff's going. Like, it, it didn't And you're a journalist, to- too. Yeah, you're a writer. It didn't occur yeah. to me, oh, okay, now is the moment you're going to get arrested. And I can assure you with any citizen in New Hampshire... Any person who live resident of New Hampshire, not citizen, mm-hmm. I take that back. It um, is they're also having these experiences. You can do one of two things when you deal with policemen. You can either kowtow and be super nice to them, and they're going to either give you a warning or write you a ticket, and it's all going to be civil. Or you can stand on your rights, and you may end up. Getting arrested. So citizens, uh, residents of New Hampshire who are not free staters are also having crap experiences with cops all the time 
because that there is are enough nature. videos on YouTube to to show that. Yeah, exactly. And so I want to sort of create one gathering point for that, where mm-hmm. it's not just about our activism, but it's citizens also going. It's people residents. coming together. Okay, stop saying. Yeah, just saying. Oh, there's a traffic stop here, or I had this experience with this police officer here. It's information, right? Right. And and it's also kind of a, a sense of community, right? Because you Absolutely. you know you're meeting people from around right. New Hampshire, and you're you're bonding over common experiences. Right. But what was this um what was this idea that we had last night? Last night the three of us were at this party, and we were talking, and you know um mm-hmm. ideas happen in that context, right? Well, that we're talking about ostracism. The, the right? parties and the social things are so important. Oh, the to me shun of the week is because uh, that was my business plan for Free Six Hundred Three no, well, two years ago. Because <laughs> no, 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 here's the thing, Carla, like. Oftentimes, when the three of us hang out, we, we agree on a lot of things. And quite frankly, that's boring. <laughs> I know. No, I love you. Right. I love you. I do. Both of, both of you ladies, like, uh, that's boring radio. I hate you. Um, but <laughs> I here's hate the you thing. too, honey. Oh, baby. So the thing is, we were yelling at each other last night. We were? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephanie, Imagine Antigone okay. yelling at me. I was the sober <laughs> yes. observer. <laughs> Okay, well, don't put value judgments on sober. It's not necessarily a good thing. And shut up people in the chat room that are saying threesome. (laughs) (laughs) Carla is straight. Uh, Actually, I don't know know that. So... Value judgment. Someone yeah. might be making value judgments I, I, now. I didn't, I didn't say being straight was good or bad. I did not say being I straight was good or bad. But if I wasn't, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. People in the chat room, oh, Carla I, is monogamous. Guys, okay, but guys, anyway, guys, no, guys. Listen, I heard listen, jokes listen, on listen, Wheels listen, Off listen. Liberty for weeks after the last. I, 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 I still not listened to that. That's unfortunate. But wait, 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 they just no, talk about us having orgies. I swear, I was going somewhere with this. Yes. So, so shun of the week. Shun of the week. That's where you're going. We're arguing. No. Last night. Ostracism. Ostracism. Okay, we're talking about ostracism. Okay. And um, I don't know if people are still going to call in at this point. I don't know if anyone's still listening. 603 435 1105. Seriously? Wow. We all. Okay. 603 445 1105, right? Anyway. So, like, I'm really interested in what people have to say about this, though. With racism and sexism, et cetera. Okay. It's yes. all a bunch of, it's all a bunch of collectivism. Uh-huh. It really is. And so when you have someone in the community that makes a, a racist statement or a sexist statement mm-hmm. or a, I don't care. I don't get, put whatever is in there that you want. I, I don't care. Okay, I don't care. I'm going to argue state. about this one thing. Yes, please. So, what, please. What does sexist mean? Because sexist is a feminist statement Shh. that, no, wait, no. wait, stop no. making little whooping no. sounds. Wait, okay. wait, 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 work with me here. I make whooping sounds. Woo, woo. No, we sorry, didn't cause... even explain the free 603 thing. Let's go. Okay, can, uh, we, can we get, explain that uh, first? Okay. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. we did. Okay. So free 603. I didn't hear it. <laughs> free 603. 603 is the area code for the whole of the New whole Hampshire. state. So it's. I'm hoping it will be an umbrella. So it's free603.com. It's not up. So don't go there because we're working on it and we're going to figure <laughs> it out. And actually, and the idea was to have the shun of the week, the shun, shun of the of month. The week and, and possibly like the shun of the year. And you're going to have to be like a real mother clustering. <laughs> well, there's that. A-hole. But also, if, if that <laughs> person owes you a lot of money, you might not want to bring it up until after they pay the money. Well, but the thing is, you know, you can honestly like, uh, you know, some of the ideas and a lot of it's just sort of creative. What are we going to do stuff? But Mm -hmm. 
Oh, for the point, oh, I love the point it. of I love this it. idea it's was to highlight ostracism, right? Ostracism. If somebody does right. something yes. really bad, you can put information about that on the website. And, and yeah, people putting, can vote someone that hurts me, yeah. putting them in jail doesn't help me. No. So, you know, right. I, I, in fact, you brilliant. have to pay for it. I mean, right. Exactly. It. Stolen yeah. funds. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's stupid. It's, it's like it's, double jeopardy, it's, right? It's, yeah. The person is victimized Just twice, basically. Stupid. Yeah. So. I'm going to, you know, steal from you once and then I'm going to force you to incarcerate the person who stole from you and yeah. pay for their incarceration. That's yeah, cruel and unusual punishment. Right. Okay, so the idea was to have Free Sex of Three and to have this ostracism section yes. where um, people shun could... of the week. <laughs> people could shun those who do immoral, evil yes. things, right? And so we were talking well, about that in the context mm-hmm. of, of shunning perhaps people who hate others based on collectivistic uh, properties, like being a woman or being of a certain skin color or whatever. So, but Carla had... Uh, an issue with the definition of sexism or I, I did because you know and I always I find it interesting because I think I'm a little older than you guys and I think my like feminism feminism uh, is evil yeah my feminism rule is uh, yeah but the Call thing is Carla you is talk in. you talk both of you talk in terms of you you talk in terms of feminism. You actually talk in in when you say Against sexism. It. No, when you say sexism, no? you don't mean some woman who is um who has uh, d- done something. You mean a man, but you call it sexism because oh, it's the language oh, of feminism. Oh, oh, that, oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh. you gotta talk in the microphone, honey, if you want to argue. No, you just made me really really angry. No, no, I no, did. Go. She's red. No, 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 just um, yeah, I do and that sometimes. <laughs> okay, go. No, Carla, Carla, go, go. I'm so gonna rip you and you one. Go, 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 go. All right. Hey, well, this is free so, talk love. Come tune on. into the studio cam where you can <laughs> see, see my actual physical like goading. Okay, I thought yeah. you just said the violence is no good. Say, no, no I, I'm not saying violence. I'm saying uh, cartoonish. Like oh, creative I, all, goading. All I'm saying is <laughs> yeah, long just, hair, long hair, short hair. I'm winning because uh, I are got you, something are to you pull. Serious? Are you serious? <laughs> if we're smacking are you down, serious? Oh my god, I gotta get a tiggity riled up. We okay, are not, not having a friggin' cat fight on no, the air. We're not. <laughs> Although we kind of, oh, we, we didn't just do that. Are We've you, got a call are on you, the are line. You, <laughs> Let's take this call. We are just totally. This is going to hell. In if you're against Carla, you're right. <laughs> Free talk live. Who's this? Steve. This is um, what's your name? Steve? Steve Are you from the chat room? Yeah. Is that the one that thinks Antigone is done with you? What? (laughs) Somebody said Antigone uh, was cute. Yes, we're on air. Yes. So, what was on your mind tonight, Steve? What did you want to talk about besides Antigone's devilish good looks? Calling in. You guys seem to be having fun. We Uh, are having so much fun. We're having fun. Yes. But, How do you but, get this extension, by the way? That's what I was wondering. How do we get the extension? By um, having yeah, breasts. <laughs> That's no, how we not get by most having of breasts. Things. Not by having breasts. We had... <laughs> 
we have her can barely compose herself right now <laughs> because I, I made a, a effing joke and I said effing. <laughs> I can still say effing. Okay. You're welcome. We we got the extension by Ian has a little application on his computer that manages the show and uh, we Ian has nothing to do with it. He is playing a video game upstairs. <laughs> call it duty. Let's just call I, I, it. I'm here to break the fantasy and tell you the reality. I. <laughs> uh, all let's right. let's just my call job. it magic how we got the extension. Did, did you have magic else? is not a game of cards, Stephanie, just so you know. There are no such things as unicorns. Moving on. <laughs> David? There's no what? such thing as unicorns. <laughs> okay, David, David, what do you want? It's, how can we help Steven. you? It's Steven. What? Steven. Yes. Steven, what's what's on your mind? Steven, how can we help you? Let's let's let him get a word in edgewise, and then he can know. tell us well, why you he called. We were talking about um, ostracism. Uh huh. I mean, can we go a little further down that line? Yes. Oh, sure. I would love to talk about ostracism. Do you you want us to just talk about ostracism, or do you have a certain question? Well, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've experienced in my life. And uh, what sure. was that? What was the context in which you experienced ostracism? Uh, just in any number of things. Um, just you know, if you don't act a certain away with you know in front of your friends they're not going to respect you if you um are married who are your friends cheat. If, you, if you're married and you cheat on your wife uh no, instance, no no then you might get ostracized cares? yeah who cares yeah wait well, I mean, you, you did kind of break an agreement no? that person shouldn't be your wife i don't I, care i didn't i didn't uh-huh. <laughs> someone oh, well, i know did but right so some just, um yeah. No, it, but tough, isn't it that know, if you know, if, like, if you have friends and like you're you're friends with this person for a long time, and you know, and then they get married and you become friends with their wife, and you know she's a good person, and whatnot. Is you she? Like her, Wait, who, and then you find out that you know that he's. Who know, are you good friends with? It's kind of tough. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing for me because I just don't understand why anyone would ever do that. So do you think um, there would be a value to a, a, a website which would allow, obviously within a very small community, and I'm sure you know this is something that could be seeded throughout other states, but where people can actually start to go and be like, this person is the dick of the week, you know, like, hey, watch out for this person because they did this. And I think public shaming would actually start to help behavior. Really? Yeah. Scarlet letter. Well, it is a little like that, but but, but but you know. Um, I mean, I guess they deserve it. I mean, from my perspective, yeah. But but Steve, <laughs> you know, the thing that. is, we, we we constantly have to think. Okay, if we live in a volu- if we live in a truly voluntary society, so we don't have the force of government, then really the only tool we have is something like ostracism, or. It's funny because, you know, we're we're a fairly close-knit community here, and uh-huh. I talk often about the value of gossip. And when I say mm. gossip, I actually have to define what I mean, because I mean something that I have verified as true before I tell someone. Like, if I just hear random so stuff... You, and you it's mean someone who did something um, bad. Painful, something yeah, you know, or, or, or did something that was wrong or insulting right. or... You know, uh, uh, or just acted. Sometimes there are things that people do that that don't seem that egregious, but then when they're summed up over time, you know what I mean? Right. It, it becomes sort of a okay. Yeah. This person always pays their debts five months late, yeah. or this person, uh, you know. And yeah, so you just start a, to create. 
And right. It may seem petty if you bring up just one thing. Oh, this guy didn't pay me back, but right. Yeah, but the thing is, even that is 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 how you know we all have certain friends that never pay us back. Right. Well, that's true. And, but you know what? If you shamed your friend, the the thing is, they don't pay you back because you don't do anything because you're not a bad person <laughs> and you're not going to like it. force them uh, or threaten right. them with violence or right. any I'm of those things. To be kind to them, right? <laughs> yeah, but. but but you after know, a while, though, yeah, they do. Even with the state, they end up getting shunned. Well, sure, yeah, you know, or not, you know, and and there are different forms of shunning because one of the ways would just be, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lend you money anymore. Sure. So exactly. it's like, well, I'm I'm not shunning you out of my life. I'm just like, look, loser. No, I'm shunning I'm, you out of my financial yeah, life. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and hey, I'll hang out with you, but but I'm not going to get I'm into a business be the deal with you again. Yeah. And Steve, right. you know, you brought up the example of, um, you know, maybe a, a good friend or you're also friends with his wife and then your friend cheats on his wife. Um, you know, I guess in some cases that could be considered illegal. Right. Even though adultery laws are, are seldom uh, prosecuted by the state anymore. But the thing is, um, you know, that he's basically broken an agreement, but he hasn't broken a law per se, right? Like maybe, maybe it's, it's just a right. promise or a covenant no, or it's, uh, it shouldn't be illegal to cheat on your wife. I don't oh, sure. That, but, no. but Ooh, maybe it should be a shootable offense. No, I'm kidding. He <laughs> being one of them. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's just the thing. Like maybe that person didn't do anything illegal, but you feel that they acted immorally and ostracism is really the only way to get that across. You know, you could say to that person, look, I'm feeling really uncomfortable with what you did. Um, you broke an agreement that kind of makes me worry that you would break agreements with me or maybe some of your other friends. I don't feel that you're trustworthy and I I can't have you in my life. I'm sorry. You know, now, would you think, Stephanie, that would be appropriate at a site like uh, Free 603 where people can nominate the shun of the week or the shun of the month? And so people could go, this is what I think this person did. They're entirely entitled to defend themselves. And you kind of have like, dislike, or vote up, vote down. Yeah. And people can sort of weigh in. I'm sure it'd be kind of convoluted how that I know. It's going to be crazy. I mean, it's actually, be awesome. It, it was guaranteed to be awesome. Well, I mean, these kind of things already are happening within your own social groups. Even on Facebook. You know, yeah, on Facebook, that your, stuff shows yeah, up. For sure. well, I don't do all that, but. Yeah. But it does. I mean, a social group, you know, some, you know, some people are going to find out about it and, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to have certain opinions about it and they're going to treat that person in the way that, which actually, you know, if they find it morally, you know, wrong, then. Yeah. Then know, they can yeah, decide how to. You should, you should definitely give that person a hard time. Right. And, and that sort of brings me to the conversation I've had over many weeks now with various people about sort of the value of. Gossip. Gossip. Yeah. Yeah, Once again, where it's sort of in some ways, I mean, I think there's a negative connotation to gossip in some ways where where it's literally just um, uh, noise. You know, it's just people uh, talking nonsense or they don't really have the facts or, oh, I think this. Or or, putting people down to build themselves up or something like that. Right. But I don't actually, to me, that's something different because that's like character assassinations or something. And my definition of gossip is... um, People telling the truth and communicating amongst groups where possibly those specific people might not be talking to each other, but like, 
I know a lot of people and I'm yeah. friends with a lot of people. And sometimes I find myself, I'll, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to tell this story about these people mm-hmm. who might not be in the same social group or circle or whatever. So they might not be plugged into what's happening. But it's not. It's never malicious. It's just purely, hey, I want you to know about these people. Mm-hmm. And then you sort of widen your circle. And I think in a voluntary society, that's a voluntary society means we have to have more open communication. Uh-huh. I mean, that's actually a, a a factor of it. So, you know, take away CNN, take away Fox, take away all of those things or let them report on stuff. But it becomes a much closer circle because you choose your friends and you choose those circles uh-huh. and you do want them to sort of know because you're you're creating a world where yeah. everyone's just going to get along like John <laughs> Lennon. Well, but what what about the issue of what if people are afraid to gossip about others or to like afraid that they're going to sound like they're gossiping maliciously? Like maybe they have some legitimate information that they think yeah. other people should know, but they don't want to get a reputation as the person who's always complaining about other right. people or gossiping or whatever. Do you think that's a problem? I, I I mean I think that's where something like a website, Facebook, or something where you can you can well on anonymity would increase the bar, right? I mean anonymity would I'm sorry would actually decrease. lower lower yeah. the bar for for telling something, right? right. <laughs> because well, no, I mean these these kind of things though you can't really but bring maybe it up you make the your social group, you know, if you know so one person within your social group who is cheating on their wife, you you know. You know, I guess you could talk to some of your friends about it, but you couldn't couldn't really air it, you know, in a social situation where there's a lot of people around, all these people that you know. Yeah, you probably... You know what I mean? It's like, I guess... A because you don't want like the wife to find out? you want to really push it, you know? Stephen, is that because you don't want the wife to find out because she doesn't know? Oh, no, she knows. Okay. Well, well, then it's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Well, why wouldn't you want to bring it well, up? Well, you know, it's it's complicated, but... Of course, it's always complicated. And in yeah. fact, we may call the shun of the week. It's complicated. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So we're doing this shun of the week. All right. I, I think I'm sure it'll happen. I mean, there have been lots of different uh, proposals for systems of reputation rating. And I mean, a lot of ideas have been talked about. I mean, if you go on all the forums, like there are tons of threads about reputation rating systems, but yet... No one has has ever to this point. No one, uh, you, you know, people have yet to find a system that actually works, works. and code it right. and do it well, on the internet. The, yeah. the problem though with that is that if if somebody has a personal disagreement with you, say you're a good person, mm-hmm. you, you believe in being kind to other people, and and you live your life that way, and you know you do something that one person finds objectionable. Because of, for whatever reason, maybe they're you know in a bad mood or depressed or whatever uh-huh. it is, right? Or they're, or they're holding, or maybe you had some previous history with them, you know? Or they're just jealous they, of you they make making some kind of stuff. comment on this, you know? And then your your reputation is all of a sudden down to a six point eight, right? Right, and and I think those things are things we need to figure out. But I also think you know, I, I, with a a lot of actions, I do think it boils down to pattern of of abuse or a pattern of behavior? bad behavior a pattern a, yeah sorry oh sorry no i, I can't I, say cunt ah! <laughs> uh, okay i'm not trying to make fun of you i i, I was, I was just making sure word. there was pattern a pattern. what word oh there are no such things as bad words only words without no. meanings are bad well now, antigone did you think that carla said patent 
Really? If and, I told one well, of you patents you were, are evil. I just wanted to make sure. No, pattern. Upset. There's nothing wrong with patterns, but what's a patent? That's kind of evil, don't you think? Oh, but I did say pattern. Pa- See, yeah. pattern. Pattern. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I kind of, I, I heard patent. Oh, okay, yeah. So the the pat- very, very different, right? Very, evil. very different, yep. right? Uh, right? Yeah, that, that's what I was talking about. A, a, yeah. a pattern of behavior. Of behavior yes. is something where it would probably rise to something. You know, we're all human. We're all fallible. We're mm-hmm. all people. Right. We make mistakes, you know, but it's like there's something different to... Oh, I screwed up and I had a one night stand and I was married and oh, I've had an affair for, you know, two years with and this I've guy. And I've been lying about and, it. Yeah, yeah, you know, or like I those have a kinds whole of other things. Family that you don't know about. Wow. Is that is that really true? Wow. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we should I write a screenplay. Happens, uh... <laughs> oh, I do have a degree in film. We can start working on this. We have an MD, we have a writer, and we have myself, and we have who are you, David? Steven. Steven. Why do you call me David? Wait, are you? Are, wait, wait, because we have like three Davids calling because tonight. Because I'm, I'm multitasking and I'm I'm the worst uh, okay. radio show host in the world. Right. Um, and that's okay with me. That, that no, wasn't my goal. Wait, wait, are I'm you the guy in the, the chat best. room? You're not the worst. You're the best. Aw, yeah. Screw you too. But is, <laughs> wait, are you in the chat room? Wait, no, 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 no. Are you one of the guys in the chat room, Steven? Yes, I'm in there, yeah. Okay. So, hey. what... He's what? Steve. Why? He's not Dave. So stop being mad at Honey, him. Honey, but listen, there's a Steve and there's a Steve. I'm not reading now I'm now. the I'm the only one. No, I'm I'm not typing right now either. But I'm I don't understand, man. Like it's like in YouTube, on YouTube, right? The comments on YouTube are the worst ever. They're the most racist, sexist, disgusting things ever. And I'm seeing the same thing now on Free Talk Live too. And um in the chat room? Maybe I'm just an elitist prick. And I, no, I'm totally elitist. Really? Wait, are you talking? I don't even know what you're talking about in the chat oh, room. I'm talking about being an elitist prick. No, but it, it, <laughs> are you talking about the comments in the chat room? Yes. Yeah, okay. boys now, will be boys. I don't know. I don't care about boys. Listen to me, Carla. <laughs> Listen to me for, f- for a minute. Screwing second. second. For a screwing second. Yes, I never curse. I'm the anti sailor. Um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> say about that. But in the chat room, and just like okay, in YouTube, people say racist things and sexist things, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, like, and, and, and and hold on, hold on, sweetie, kind of I, Steven or Steve or someone. Yeah. No it's- disrespect, but I just want to get this one thing out. <laughs> no, 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 I seriously, Ouch. no, I'm sorry, no disrespect, but I, I want to get this one thing out. Where on YouTube, sorry, I'm here, you're not. <laughs> okay, but, get it out. <laughs> so the one thing on YouTube is just that you know you put out this random thing and and, and it's anonymous. It's anonymous. Right. Okay. So here is the internet, and the mm-hmm. internet is for me most often a very 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 positive thing. But I think it also has very negative aspects with it. You yeah. know, like accountability, like like responsibility and accountability. Right. Uh-huh. And, and, and you know, we, we really have to think about what that means. Now we're talking about Shun 603 and, and I love it. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do love it. Um, I, I'm here because oh. of the Free State Project, kind of, but I'm not friends with a majority of Free Staters. I'm acquaintances with a good percentage of them. 
I'm good friends with a small percentage of them, and I don't really care for a significant percentage of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would like to think ultimately we would create a society where we would not really use this tool because people would modify their behavior without being because certain people wouldn't be force. over other people. No, See, they would just be like, state, okay, okay. Yeah, well, exactly. I'm trying <clears throat> to come up with an anarchist solution to how do you reprimand people who have bad behavior without it's kind of i mean it's the equivalent it's the internet equivalent of putting a bounce check in your local grocery store right and they'll post the check and sometimes a picture of you and and then not accept them again and so we can can just create our new hampshire version of that and maybe Mm -hmm. the the one of the solutions to trying to figure out how it would work would be there you're not allowed anonymity like if you want to nominate someone for the mm-hmm. show of the week, you or, actually have to provide yeah. X information about yourself. Like or maybe you there would just... be like a waiting system where anonymous would so be waited a lot gonna less. you're going to like go figure out who these anonymous people are, find their real no, name. No, maybe they'll put out. like fake stuff up, but you at least ask them to. Or sure. you say, you know what? we? The only thing we control is our own morality and our own actions, right? Mm-hmm. So well, if you... But if you create a website where you actually have to say, I certify this is my name, I'm not lying because I'm not a douchebag statist, blah, blah, I'm going to, well, I don't know, we word it some way that? where you just guilt people into like, oh, I can't click this and make <laughs> this guy the bad guy if I'm not even willing to be like an honest man and stand up and say, this is what I believe. Well, I mean, there's always... There are always IP addresses, right? So that could provide another level of... Yes, and then we create our own police and we we just become the evil (laughs) You you know, nail down the IP address of JoJoBob09 and figure out that that's, you know, Joe Smith. Right. Well, hey, I mean, it is a challenge. I wouldn't... Joe Smith for what he said on the internet. Well, look, I I wouldn't deny that there are some challenges on this, but especially with the the concept of identifying people who are making accusations against others. But that's, I think, one of the reasons why I see this kind of ostracism popping up on Facebook is because people use Facebook for other things. Like they they use it, it's pretty well tied to their identity. You know, there are obviously a few fake profiles and some people anonymize themselves by making fake names. But, you know, usually the person's friends know who they are, even if they use a pseudonym on Facebook. And when people are posting stuff on Facebook for the purpose of ostracizing others, they, I think there's more of a real name tied to it, or at least kind of an identity. What do you ladies think? Well, I agree. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's nonsensical to ostracize an imaginary person, right? Oh no. But I mean, if the person posting something about someone else is anonymous, like it's pretty hard to be, Anonymous on Facebook. I well, guess, you don't take that seriously. If it's anonymous, I mean, I mean, it's all about fake, it's all about being accountable account, for your actions. Like, well, that's yeah, but my how, point. if you set up a fake account, how many people are going to see it? You know, it, well, I mean, okay, and here's the thing too with if free the tree falls if on Facebook, <laughs> does it rustle like, oh, in the internet? Friends. If if you have a certain way of <laughs> now, make sure it doesn't come from the same IP address, right? But you know, I mean, there could be certain people who are more active in the movement. Mm-hmm. Now, don't ask me what the movement is. I'm not saying that I know what it is. However, someone who lives in New Hampshire, who goes to Grafton a lot, who goes to Keene a lot, who goes to Manchester a lot, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And, and that's not me. <laughs> okay. That is me. So, so that person who, you know, uh, might want to, 
Upper Valley is the best. Beedy, but, beedy, beedy, beedy. But, okay. <laughs> I would like to make a sentence now if you ladies Wait, would give me a second. Now, listen, listen, right? listen, listen, listen. listen. Steven, check it out. So I go to these different places and, and, I, and I talk to all these different people. And, um, and so I have, and so they all have free match and, and free graft in it and freaking, and someone is making a face at me right now and I can't help it. But, um, where are we going with this ladies? I don't know. Just don't look I, at her. I think we're done. Uh, okay. I know. Yeah. I can't. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think we're getting to the it, end it, of our rope it, here. It's late. It's late. All right. Steven, Steven, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Right. You know what? Call back next. We're here once a month. Right. We are here sure. once a month. Uh, contact second, Stephanie second. and get my info and we can talk. Uh, notice how I say Wait, don't contact me because con- I don't know because I don't know who you are. Did Stephanie exactly. consent to this? Exactly <laughs> because because she's the no, siphon. But, oh, watch no. me! What girls <laughs> live and learn. So ah! in this scenario, yes, Mama Stephanie. Yes, Mama. Splain Lucy is Miss Antigone's pimp, <laughs> I believe. Oh, oh, and we never got she's to going we to never be got to the, the middle thing. woman. Is that your real name, though? It is. Steven, okay. Steven, I've seen you on the chat, and at this point, I really don't even want to answer your question, because I've seen your other questions, and uh, you are Tess Sucks. That is <laughs> T-E-H space S-U-X. Um, that is T-E-U is Tess Sucks. <laughs> okay, we get, um, he gets it. He gets yes. it. All right, Steven. I don't, no, yes, that, I don't think I'm smart enough to get this. Okay, that, uh, that is her read. real name, Steven. Yes, Reed. So, she gets, so, she gets so, asked that all the time, but well, that is her real name. I do not appreciate she is it. A goddess, you are to sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, you're being um, shut down, but definitely contact Stephanie, and if she's feeling pimpy, <laughs> then she will. That's so mean. She will no. It, so whether mean. she can consent to being the middleman in this transaction I've or not. I've never even had a drink thrown in my face. I feel but, like I just did. No, 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 never, no, no, no. A I have, drink, we are going to drink end the show with Stephanie I've never saying thrown something. a drink in anyone's face. <laughs> but um, is pimping hard? Antigone, have you ever thrown a drink in somebody's <laughs> face? Okay. You, I have never thrown a drink in someone's face. <laughs> Carla, pimping, ain't it ain't easy. easy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's for the that's next it. episode. <laughs> Steven is off pimp. Thank you so much for the call tonight. Right. I, th- I think we've uh, we've all had quite enough. <laughs> Good night, ladies. Good night, Steven. Thank you for the Good call. Good night, Steven. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, that was a fun, 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 fun. You know, every, every time we do the show together, it gets funner and funner, better and better. I want to thank you, ladies, so much for coming in tonight. Thank Th- you for being here with me. Thank you, Stephanie. And thank you, <laughs> Listeners, chatters, uh, you <laughs> remind me why I don't talk to normal people. <laughs> the, yeah, this is why I stopped reading the chat. There was oh, never, uh, never, never. Oh, read I'm the not chat. reading it. Uh, okay, but thank you for chatting and thank you for listening. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for chatting, non-misogynists, all two of you. This is I love she you. talk live. Yes, indeed, this is she talk live. We're signing off. We really appreciate you listening. We'll see you next month. Good night. (laughs) Good night.